And we're back. I'm James. This is the Grizz Fan Podcast. I'm Mike. I'm Brent. And I'm Samuel Kim. <laughs> and I'm James. No Luke, but Sammy's here. It's a great return, um, return guest appearance, so we're excited about that. Yes, sir. Most important question in the football world right now. <laughs> Are Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey for real, or is this just a PR stunt? <laughs> I think they're for real. Oh for real. man, I was oh, thinking wow. PR stunt. I saw the vi- I saw a picture today of them like holding hands and stuff. So, <laughs> oh, that's it. Yeah. Sold. Um, what a weekend, right? Man, uh, a lot of fun. Let, before we get to James, let's let our guest talk for a second here. <laughs> what do you think of the game? Like, what are you are you now like the rest of us, where you watch it on TV and your emotions just go up and down, and you're just like you can't control it? <laughs> yes, they were all over the place, but man, that was an amazing win, and I feel awesome about the Grizz going forward. I'm trying not to get too excited because it's a long season, but I feel good. You know what? I'm, I'm with you. Like I still am kind of waiting for the other shoe to drop. But what we were just talking about before we started is. There are four games left of the regular season. We oh, yeah. have a bye, yeah. and they have four games, which this feels like the perfect place in the schedule for a bye. This feels oh, good. Yeah. yeah. And three of the four games are at home. Northern Colorado, SAC, on the road to Portland State, home for Kekris. Yeah. And considering before this road stint where people thought we would be, right. maybe looking at a four and three, Yep. maybe yep. looking at a five and two, now we're six and one, so it's like... Yeah, I feel I mean, really good. It's awesome. I think when we were picking games, and James, I'm going to ask you this question too. When we were picking games with Riley on our preseason show, I think I said we were going to lose both these games. So I, I think, think I, I would have thought we'd be, um, what would be five and two right now? Probably yeah. didn't think we would lose NAU. No, no, I did yeah. not think we would lose <laughs> NAU. <laughs> That's in fact correct. <laughs> what I'm, were you? I'm right about the record right now. I had them going six and one, but I had them beat losing to Idaho. Mm-hmm. See, and that's what I think the takeaway's got to be. It's like. If you had told us at the beginning of the season that we'd be six and one right now, yeah, everybody would take it. Absolutely. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, you know the assumption would have been that we just split this road trip, but you know whatever. James, you uh, were up and wired for this whole game. <laughs> it's pretty exciting, right? Except halftime. Yeah, halftime was. Boring. Halftime was a little dull. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's, the infomercials. It's you didn't get buy a copper fit, or you didn't do the sit and, <laughs> sit and fit with the leg thing. You didn't do that. Halftime is where you realize just how late this game started because oh, yeah. it's like, so those like infomercials on ESPN oh. two, nothing else yeah. on. It's like, uh, um, what was your takeaway from the game? The defense in like the fourth quarter. Do you think that the defense is better than we thought? Yeah. That's what Sammy was saying. Yeah, for sure. They're stepping up. It's a different kind of better, though, right? I mean, I mean like, they force, I mean, they always have been a turnover forcing defense, but mm-hmm. you don't feel like they just shut someone down. Like, you play on a few teams where just defense, you couldn't yeah. get yards on. Yeah, like that 2021 defense. Yeah. Suffocating. Yeah. So this I'm, one, this one, it's a little less suffocating, but boy, they sure, they, in, uh, they make you pay for stuff. Important question for you, James. How many times in your life have your dad's over 40-year-old friends <laughs> called you to gloat after midnight? One. <clears throat> Hang on now. Hold on. <laughs> Hold on. The call came from Mike to me. This is true. Brent texted. I don't know if anybody, if anybody saw, saw this. It. We tweeted it out. I saw it. But he texted something like, 
is wake James up. I need to yell at him about leaving the winner's circle. And notice that you are not sitting by Brent tonight. All I do is Who invited this guy? All our, well, actually, we found out I am not alone in the winner's corner. You are not. Samuel's over here with me. <laughs> He picked the game too. Let's Luke, go. Luke's not here, so here I am just alone with my, my favorite guy, James. Um, James, the, the positive is you were not alone in that pick. You and me and a lot of Grizz Nation. Oh, yeah. And the vast majority of the country. Yeah. yeah. Um, but honestly, I think the most offensive thing about the weekend was that Brenton over here thought you went to bed before the game ended. Just, Can you believe that? He's glaring at me. He's just glaring at me. Yeah. <laughs> it's rough. Yeah, last year, Sac State started at like nine. It's the same time slot. Like, yeah. Is, isn't, isn't their contract like two games a year? Big Sky gets these late night slots. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, and they're always weird road games. I mean, I don't know. That was a good bet. I think though. the Cats yeah. had a home game in this slot last year. Nice. Man, 8.30 at night, though. That's a yeah, that's stuff. crazy. That's right, they did. Yeah. At least we're not like the Buffs. What's that? Colorado. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah. They took a rough one. They, yeah, yeah. Anybody who went to bed at halftime of that game. <laughs> Although, okay. frankly, if anybody went to bed at halftime of the Grizz game, probably <laughs> they missed. <laughs> they missed a wild second half. Yeah. I, had a, I, I had a buddy who guard watched... Hayden had it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. right. I'll get into my point later. Excellent point, James. What? Um, as far as exciting Grizz games. <laughs> And I, you know, we got to separate games we watched on TV from games we've been at in person. Where does this this game rank for you? Up there, probably one or two. It's pretty high up there. Either behind Sac State or number one. In terms of games I've watched, it's probably top ten. Because I just think back to the Weber State in nineteen. You know, they were highly yeah. ranked. Mm-hmm. I think yeah. about UW, the Cats in 21, yeah. the Eastern under yep. the lights. There's just so many that For sure. this yeah. is a big one. But That UW game where it was just like this feeling of like you're waiting for it, waiting for it, and then you won it. But this is kind of similar. Like they started chipping away, and then yeah. they held on. Yeah. But Well, no, the uh, UW, they scored a touchdown right away. And, and everyone thought that was what I, I feel like what yeah. makes this one so big was the gloom and doom. Like – yeah. Whether some people pick the Grizz to win, whether you pick them to lose, like the collective right. feeling of the the fan base and the team, not, maybe not the team, but just the fan base, it just felt like everybody was kind of down and just mm-hmm. like, oh, like we got Idaho, like <laughs> yep. let's go do this, like yeah, like, but we won, hundred percent. Like you, <laughs> even after beating Idaho State, I think the feeling was kind of like, oh, you only beat Idaho State by a touchdown, like. This is going to be a long year. Like, yeah. how are they going to do this? Well, and, and then they beat Davis. It's like, well, Davis didn't have the running back, right? Yeah. It was always, and everyone's just kind of, uh, but yeah. Idaho had everyone. Idaho had they did. Well, actually, they missed a, two O line guys. Yes, I was about to say. I was watching the press conference, and they were actually down one of their starting linemen. I, I think lost it was a center. In the game. Yeah, yeah, you know, I mean, our, our all league tight end is out for the year, so you know. Yeah, and didn't injuries. Chris? Did Chris Walker end up coming back in? No, no. So I mean, everybody has to deal with it. Everyone's got to deal with injuries. Yeah. That's rough. But it was Niners. fun. I was, just, yeah, the I was about to throw it's a dig just, there. No, I'm a Packer fan. No, I, I, can't, I can't talk. No. Let's just focus on happiness. <laughs> How are the Lions tied for the NFC one seed? They're 5-1. and one. They're tied for the best record in the league. Oh, you mean the Lions are ahead of the Packers in the North? Oh, yeah. I forgot yeah, about are. that. No, yeah. Oh. 
Weird. You Lions fan? No. No, he's, he's just now. trolling. <laughs> Lions are good, man. Yeah. Can't argue. Good defense. And I got, uh, what's his name, Jameson Williams back? And oh, yeah. Montgomery. Montgomery? Is that he's on he went down today. Yeah, and then he went in. Oh, here. running back. Oh, yeah, already yeah. down like 60 points. That's tough. <laughs> Just don't ever, don't ever gamble on sports, please. We can't let you hang out with Coulter. Fantasy is pretty much gambling. No, no, no. it's very different. It's not even yeah, close. Not even close. <laughs> you're innocent. That's yeah, you're not losing like so money. wonderfully. Unhealthy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Keep that mind. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Just. Stop. That's right, James. That's just, that's just the worst thing out there. Um, so we got a bye week. We have no game next week. Mm-hmm. So there's no Grizz game for you to pick. Yeah. What are you gonna do with your week off? Oh. Watch all the good SEC games. Okay. Like Tennessee, Bama. Is that who plays next weekend? Mm-hmm. All right. I don't know. It works for me. Wow. What? Uh, anything else from the game you want to talk about? Who's your favorite player right now? Braxton or Forbes mm-hmm. or Fonts. Fonts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I I really like Fonts. Oh yeah. He. I mean, he dropped one in the end zone that could have sealed the game. Oh, yeah. But then McDowell overthrew him in the second half oh. of that first drive that oh just two missed. This close, but I've been enjoyed it seeing him kind of come on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is fun to see cuz Keelan's a senior, right? I, I believe so. Yeah. He came in with a uh, Nash Fouch and he all that. I was going to say he feels like he's been here forever. So I uh, think COVID. he is. I'm pretty sure he is. It's all this covid shirt stuff though. I don't know. He might it's have another year. Hard to keep track of all these guys. Yeah, cuz Aaron's a junior. I didn't even know that because he never redshirted. So Aaron's a true junior. Hmm. And then Jun- Junior's a true junior as well. Yeah, he is. So uh, one thing I read, and this is nothing to do with James, so we can put a pin in it. Keelan's a redshirt junior. Keelan? Did okay. they change the redshirt rule again this year? I thought I saw something that well, Vegan referenced. Yeah. Guys can four play games, four no games in the playoffs regular season, count. but then the playoffs don't count. So they can play whatever? So basically, any yeah. freshman now... What? Like you take a yacht, third string QB. He could play every game the rest of the season and still have eligibility if what Vegan said was accurate. I think for the Grizz, the thing would be if if Hank Noose could come back, like from that from his injury from his camp injury in August. Still keep his medical. Hey, keep his medical so he still has the year, but he can play in the playoffs. Did Hank? Would he have a medical? I would think a medical you wouldn't be able to play. I have no idea because he did redshirt. Yeah, so I don't know if a medical. That is interesting. Yeah. Huh? Boy, that would be something. Yeah, yeah. Go on a run, (laughs) James. Anything else you want to talk about? James, you want to pick the games uh, that are happening? Sure. You ready? Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. Idaho State goes to Portland State. Portland State. All right. Weber State goes to Eastern Washington. Eastern. Uh, Northern Colorado goes to Cal Poly. It's a very <laughs> unentertaining week in the big sky. <laughs> Cal Poly. Cal Poly. Yeah, it's battle the, the bottom of the league there. The toilet ball. <laughs> and then the actual interesting one, at 8.30 p.m., Cats go to Sac State. Oh, that's a night game. No, the Cats one. Or does Idaho have their bye week? They have a bye now. as well. Oh, yeah. yeah. So this, like, so cats got uh, sack, and then they got then go they to arrested Idaho. Idaho. They're both know, five and one. Because 
Sac State, you really never can tell what happens there. You know what's interesting? They're this is my observation of, of <clears throat> you over the years on the pod. Mm-hmm. I feel like you are more aware of of your picks now, whereas like you used to just boom, <laughs> just <laughs> analytics and stats. <laughs> just trust uh, your gut. Got says Montana State. All right, that's fair. That's, that's fair. fair. Trust it, man. Uh, we I think we have some questions for you too, dude. You want you want me to hit you with those? Mm-hmm. Or do, or do you want your fans to wait for a week? It's a short week for you this week, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Okay. I don't get days off this week. Do you want me to ask you a 49ers question? I mean, let's just get it over. Ever Grizz is wondering how confident were you that you thought Moody was going to make that kick? And then he says. Tough loss, he feels for you. I wasn't confident. You weren't confident? No. Yeah, we were not that confident. That's tough. I literally said right before the kick, with the Niners' luck, the refs are going to call a stupid penalty or, <laughs> or he'll miss it. <sighs> he had like 35 of his family members there. Yeah, oh, I saw that. Man, that's God, tough. I wish you hadn't told me that. <laughs> I that's saw that. Rough. Yeah. Oh. oh. Ah, uh, PDX Grizzly James is wondering what time you actually got to sleep. Not when your parents thought you were asleep, but when you were like actually like out. Like twelve thirty. Okay, okay. He went to bed shortly after your phone call. I was up late. I watched of, the end of the Hawaii game. I turned on the um, um, Boise, uh, Colorado after State. show. No, I listened to Greg yeah. and Riley and then the studio show afterwards. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. First time in a long time. Uh, and then uh, Grizz guy doesn't have a question for you, James, but he said, uh, thanks, uh, he said thanks to us to sending the good vibes because they did not have a cross-country team when he discovered running. He says, uh, keep going, James, and doing a great job. He's a runner. He's the guy that was talking last week, too. Yeah. The 50-mile? we got to get going. The 50-mile wow. guy. That's right. Guy. There was a 50-mile race in Missoula today. Really? Mm-hmm. Up in the mountains and, Yeah. I'm not a I'm runner right. like that. <laughs> yeah, I wish people could see your face right now because you're just thinking, why would someone do that? And I agree. That's what I was last, last week. <laughs> why? Who knows? All right, Bella, anything That's else all we got. Me? All right, well, thanks for joining us. I'm still going to stay here. You could stay here. you got to shower at some point tonight, though. Yeah. All right. It's a constant battle. <laughs> it's been the theme of the pod. Yeah. <laughs> James, you're done. Hit the showers. Hit the showers. <laughs> <laughs> Work hard. <sighs> All right. No, you can't play with the bottle caps. Oh, it's rough. We're also told we can't eat candy corn when we're recording because people can hear you chewing. <sighs> people are such critics. Where do we start? So let's talk about the offense in the first half. Yeah. Oh, my God. So they, came out, they came out ready to play. Play calling felt like it was creative. Dude. And, you know, I think... A couple weeks ago when we were kind of doing the doom and gloom after NAU, and even a little bit after Idaho State, one of the things we talked about was our concern, and I said it. I was, I was worried that the things that I felt like this team needed to improve weren't the type of things that a college football team fixes during the year. Yeah. But somehow they went and found the fire. We had so, a comment that kind of pointed out it felt like maybe – the Grizz were trying to build an offense more around Sam Vidlack, a pocket-passing quarterback, mm-hmm. and kind of recognize that this has shifted now to Cliff's team. And he's not a pocket-passing QB. And so you can do more stuff with him in some realm of the game, and you can't do stuff with him in the other part. And so they kind of recognized that kind of after NAU and went with the strengths of the quarterback they have. Shifting things up. Yeah. Well, um, 
before you got here, Sam and I were talking because okay. Brent has a habit of I was scheduling one- guests <laughs> and having them show up at my house at a certain time and he's not here yet. It's um, all good. But anyway, so Sammy and I were talking before you got here. <laughs> yeah. Um, but Cliff came in the summer, so he didn't have spring ball. Yeah. Right. You know, right. got here and, you know, player-led practices, which, I mean, you're building rapport with your teammates. Yeah, but it's not the same that. as pads and everything. And then you got spring, or you got fall camp where they are trying to do some semblance of a Q, QB race. But I have to think for a good portion of that camp, they felt like Sam was the guy. Yeah. Because he had been the guy in spring. And mm-hmm. Bobby, you know, he, he plays the guys who practice, for right. lack of a better word. Right. So then they come up with this plan where they're rotating both of them. There's just no Cohesive. consistency. There's no, you know, good um, kind of pattern or rhythm to the offense for weeks. Right. So you and I were talking, like, maybe that is just a factor of him not being here. What do you think about that? Well, I think that's a big factor, you know, getting comfortable with the guy who's throwing you the ball is big. And when neither the receivers nor the quarterback himself know who's going to be that guy week in and week out, that can lead to a lack of confidence, not knowing, you know, where he's going to put the ball. You know, when you have all those one team reps all week, I think it pays dividends. And then also in terms of where it seems like the offense has just shifted in the UC Davis game last week. I feel like with the coaching staff, it's like you take a look at what do we do well? What don't we do well? What does Clifton do well since we're going with him? Right. Let's do that. Yeah, right. We ran the ball 40 times yesterday and threw it about 19 times. That's where he needs to hang out. Pretty much. He can run the ball. He can hit the shots when we need to hit the shots. But where we need to be good at is on third down. We need to hit the shot plays when we take them because there's not going to be many. But we need to be really good on first down, running the ball, first and second down, not getting behind in the chains. And I think they did a really good job of that. We didn't really have a lot of third and longs yesterday. Not a lot. We hit a couple third and longs too, so. You know. If um, yeah, if we don't get behind the sticks, which I mean, this is just simple. Every team would do this, right. but it's like it's noticeable. But you know, one interesting thing, and I have I've kind of been worried about the QBs in general, and you know, I think Cliff's got a lot of skills, and then he's got some shortcomings, which we saw. I think that sometimes he has bouts of inaccuracy, but I'm I found in that Idaho game, I never felt like we weren't able to hit a play for a first down. Yeah. Like even if we didn't get it. You know, sometimes you're watching a game and you feel like there's just, there's just no way they're going to they're get this. Yeah, right. Yeah. But you, with McDowell in there, I realized during that Idaho game, I don't know if it was the first half, where it's like, I actually feel like every play can be a positive play. Right. Yeah. Which and we had one that Racanelli dropped. That would have been yeah. a first down and we would have kept that drive going. We ended yeah. up getting three on that drive. But it's like, yeah. you, look at, you look at the film and you start looking at some of these plays and it's like, man, we are there. Well, that was the same drive where Fonts maybe could have pulled it down to the end zone. Right. And then Racanelli didn't catch it for a first down. It's yeah, like, yeah. You, you know, there's some people out there saying, well, Idaho should have won that game if they had any more time. Well, UM left, left a lot of opportunity a lot. out there. Like, yeah, there's a still a lot of room for this offense to get better in how they execute. Oh, yeah. They only had 49 yards in the second half. Oh, God, that was, um, that's and, second and half. part of that is, is they didn't have that many drives in the second half because yeah. Idaho plays that game where they just – that third quarter, just, I think Idaho had the ball so much for so long. I haven't looked at the exact time of possession, but it just seemed like Montana had like one drive at the beginning, one drive at the end, and it was just so. But what's crazy is, you know, he chose not to kick that field goal yeah. in the third quarter. Yeah. And that definitely had an impact on the game, right? Completely oh, yeah. would have played differently if they had it. Oh, yeah. And then I actually was just watching this, trying to put together my breakdown video. There was a play, I think it was in the first or second quarter, but they were driving, and they ended up, uh, I want to say Flink 
ended up getting a sack yeah. and knocked them out of field goal range. They ended up punting it. They pinned us deep, but it was like that was when we ended up driving for our first touchdown. But those pay those plays pay off. Those little sacks, those false starts. You know, there was there was a bunch of hidden yardage in that game yesterday. You said something I want to put a put a pause on what we're talking about. Your breakdown videos because you're doing something kind of cool right now. So yes. why don't you why don't you tell our listeners if, yeah. in case they don't know what you are doing. So every week I've been breaking down the Grizz games, breaking down what I like, breaking down the coverages, what I see, how I see, you know, Coach P is trying to run the offense, the defense, what we're trying to do defensively, and just, you know, giving a player, former player spin on the game. And I really enjoy it. So you guys go tap in on my YouTube at Samuel Kim. We'll share it on the pod too. Yeah, we'll we'll share it out. Yeah. But I mean, if you're looking for content that's not just three blowhards who never played talking, <laughs> and I don't know why you would. I don't know why you would want to hear from someone who actually played, but if you need it, Sammy's got it, right? Yeah. All right. (laughs) So yeah, Sammy, we're talking time possession, right? So Idaho, that drive was five minutes a clock, and they wound up having a punt, and then yeah, and then in the third quarter, their first drive was eight minutes. Yes, that's what I'm talking. about. I mean, they took they took a whole half a quarter. Yes, and they wound up throwing. That was the one they threw the pick in the end zone on fourth down. Yes, and then their next one's four and a half pick. And then they got it going. Then they got the TD, but it still took them six minutes a clock in the fourth quarter. They had four drives. And then you're looking up like, man, we we haven't put up any yards. We haven't done this. It's like, yeah, we haven't the ball. Been on the field. <laughs> like, in that, and I keep talking about this in my videos as well, like, momentum is a big thing. Oh, yeah. And if you notice that game, I think we got a sack on, like, the first, second, or third. Like, that during that first drive, we got a sack early. Yep. That lets the crowd know. That just gets the momentum on our side. And then we go and score, drive, like, 90 to score. Right. That's good right. momentum. It's just two drives and 90-plus yards. Yeah. And that's – I mean, there have been seasons where you feel like we couldn't do 90-yard <laughs> yeah. drives. And to have this team do two 90-yard drives in one half, mm-hmm. like where we were three weeks ago, nobody would have believed that. No, yeah, like you're, We're sitting here talking after NAU, and we're like, hey, they're going to have two 90-plus-yard scoring drives. Like we could barely score a touchdown on offense. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> uh, first half creativity on offense, too, right? I mean, uh, just the design felt different it felt like there was carryover from the davis game but yeah um, and then that first drive of the second half where we already kind of uh, mentioned it but it's like you know mcdowell just overthrows fonts mm-hmm. and that probably would have been six. Oh, that yeah. was six and then i think it was the same drive he he overthrew somebody to convert third but it felt like after that and we didn't have the ball much after that but it felt yeah. kind of after that like the play calling got pretty conservative because then it started getting tight Idaho was moving the ball pretty effectively, so yeah. you're like, yeah. you know, our defense is spending a lot of time on the field. So I think offensively, Coach Pease is like, man, like I want to air it out, but I don't want to put us in a bad position. So it's that weird energy between like, don't give it away, but also like, don't be too conservative. I, I think it's a hard position to be in, to be honest. Yeah, you know, we talked about players being out and stuff like that, and this is where, especially that fourth down call at the end of the game, where if we pick up the fourth down we just get to run out the clock yeah that's where us being thin at tight end you make you kind of you kind of wonder like would our offense in these short yardages be a little bit different yeah if we had Cole out there yeah if if, you know he can roll out and Cole's kind of you know streaking out there I mean it's just yeah it's interesting yeah I saw something talking about and I do I say this with all due respect but I saw something talking about people talking about um why don't we use our tight ends more it's like respectfully if the tight ends aren't open, they're not going to get the ball. Yeah, so it's like, that's true. you know, if you're not watching the games and you don't see them open and then you're getting on Twitter talking about, why aren't we using the tight ends? Are the tight ends open? 
You know, that would be my question. Well, I think you could argue they're using the tight ends. They're say. using them to run block. Because, right, right. For, that's for right. all that's for these guys' job. All sorts of reasons that we could get into, but aren't really interesting. Our O line is maybe not blocking as well as we thought they would, and so you know the tight ends have become yeah. part of the blocking scheme. And that's another reason why I think McDowell has been able to thrive so much because it's like yeah. Sam, man. I just came to this realization right now. You watch some of those games when Sam's back there, he can't really run like that. No. So it's like, man, he's not getting the ball off. He doesn't really have any time. Then you put Clifton back there. Well, he can move a little bit. Yeah. So it's like he gets pressure, but he's going to get out of the pocket, of making plays. Like, And that's what you saw, and that's what you've been seeing, like his creativity with his legs. Well, and his size, too. I mean, it's almost like a Cam Newton type yeah. thing. you know, like Because we had a couple situations where it's like third and one, third and two. That's stiff And arm. he's a shotgun. Right? That's stiff stiff arm and yeah. with the Keelan. That, <laughs> yeah, was, that was awesome. Oh, that was my God. Great. <laughs> Man, but he's just so big, too, like, and just yeah. powerful when he runs. Well, he, he does. He definitely – seems like a player that builds momentum within himself. Oh, yeah. It's like Feels, this yeah, consistent like playing it. time, you know, three starts in a row or whatever it is, two complete games in a row. Like, mm-hmm. I think the more he plays, the more they're going to build on this. Because, yeah. Yeah. you know, you see kind of things he does well. You see some of his shortcomings. But even some of the stuff where some of us were concerned about, you know, ability to throw down the field and things like that, they're still chucking it down there. Right. And they've made some plays, like yeah. Bergen's catch. Like, that was a great throw, and then Bergen yeah. does the rest of it. How about them putting a linebacker on Bergen? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> um, but it feels like they can keep going. Oh, yeah. As a Packer fan, I'm just laughing because we had a defensive end guarding Devontae Adams. Preston Smith. Play, so. Yeah. <laughs> I guess he's technically an outside linebacker, but yeah. He's like 260. Oh, my God. <laughs> what are we doing? <sighs> well, and then, the, like, especially the run game, like with Idaho, like, it just it opened it because that was the, the unfortunate um, overthrow of fonts, but it's like Idaho wasn't in cloud coverage. They didn't have three safeties back. Like, mm. it was. You know, those receivers, it was one-on-one the whole way, especially in the second half. That's what it seemed like. I don't know. Did you see this, Samuel? Like, it looked to me, especially in the first half, Idaho was doing a lot of zone, especially yeah, a lot down. of quarters in their base quarters. They ran that a lot back in the day, too. And then it looked like the second half, they just – it looked like they manned up. I yeah. mean, because all of a sudden it's like seven or eight in the box. Mm-hmm. And – They did start manning up a lot. Yeah. And they were packing the box and – you know, they started winning up front. You know, they're good players as well, too. Yeah. So it's like, but they did they did start to run quite a bit of man in the second half, for yeah, sure. That's what it looked like. So, yeah. yeah. But then our defense, man, that pressure. Dude. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, Let's so try. much for not being able to sack a QB. Six, six quarterbacks. So what was different about this game? Like, what? why were they able to sack him so many times? It's a different style QB, different yeah. style offense. But, I mean, yeah. he's mobile. Yeah, like it's got to be more to it than that, right? I mean, did they, or is it just that simple? Like Idaho's O line is not as good as we thought. I don't think their O line is that good, but I don't know. There's something about a rivalry game. I don't know. I just feel like they wanted it yesterday. Like you could just, I could just tell. Like we talked about the block with McGinnis. Give me that every week (laughs) in the first quarter. I'll take that. Like get it out of the way. Let them know we're here. And then like you see. AJ pancaking people. You, oh, I mean, you know, the block with McGinnis, we talked about this for a minute before we yeah. were going on, but the block with McGinnis to me almost felt like that old line was kind of told play like sons of bitches <laughs> until, until you get you. that foul. Yeah. Oh yeah. And then, you know, we've set the tone. Oh yeah. And so, you know, 
it's funny after that you notice especially defenders drive guys right to the line and then they throw their hands up and stuff because like because they kind of seem like everyone knew that the refs were going to get flag happy but they oh, played yeah. right to the edge of it it yep. was great which you know good if the o-line can establish an attitude especially mcginnis who's you know, had a little adversity uh yeah. over yeah. the last couple of weeks definitely. like that that only bodes well for things. there's a fire in that o-line that we didn't see it at NAU. But again, now they, they got one QB. They got one system. They kind of know. Yeah. I think they know the assignment. Well, and it's, it is, even for the casual observer, it seems clear that this team likes playing for Clifton. Like the, oh, yeah. The O-line mm-hmm. believes in him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I would agree with that. You can attest. O-line likes run blocking better than pass blocking. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's the pancake. He can lay a guy on his back instead of get shoved back into a quarterback, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I feel like it, it's so hard to pass block. I mean, there's some good players in this conference, and, yeah. you know, it, it's a tough job. So, I mean, yeah. Lyman love getting those pancakes and putting guys on the back. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, I, the fire in the offensive line and just what they had going. Gilman is just – I mean, he's – it's – it's stunning that that guy is a redshirt freshman. Yeah. That play he made coming out of the end zone, yeah. that was, like, all him. Yeah. Like, I mean, it was blocked up decently well, but he had guys in his face. He made guys miss, and he, he did that last week on the on the touchdown run. Tried it up. Around the edge. You know, it was blocked up decently well, but there was guys that mm-hmm. could have made the play, and he made them all miss and went 85. So, you know, I, it's good to see him get these explosives. I know, I mean – we were backed up in our end zone. The, one of the things the coaches always tell you when you're backed up in the end zone is, like, we need two first downs yeah, just so that we can get the ball out and reset the field, you know? Yeah. He did that and way more, you <laughs> yeah. know? That set up our second scoring drive, yeah, which was awesome. Because what was that, a 53-yard round or something? And yeah. Stat has there. Yeah. Man. Like where we're at offensively. Yeah. In chunks. <laughs> I just I wish we could have duplicated that first half success to the second half. Yes. Yeah, we didn't have the ball much. But I mean, but. that just means <clears throat> we still have yet to play our f- a full game. That's a great point. There's room to grow. Yep. Oh, yeah. And, you know, if, like, I, I keep coming back to it, but a few weeks ago, if you'd told us we go win, beat the number three ranked team on the road, don't feel like they played a complete game at all, and yeah. now we're, we're looking at it being like, hey, there's room for this offense to get better. Oh, yeah. This is such a growth over the last three weeks. Incredible. Like, yeah. Have you ever been part of a team that... I was just about to ask you guys. That turned this, like, you know, that kind of had that swing in emotion. Uh, and I'm sure the team always believed in themselves. But I mean, right. they lost to NAU on the road. It's the first right. time Bobby Houck has ever lost to NAU. So, oh, really? I didn't even know that. Yeah. yeah. Um, I can't say I've ever been a part of a team that things did not look great offensively. Team, I mean, just... Things did not look – even though we were winning, they just didn't look great. I don't think I've ever been to a team – been a part of a team that just turned it around and yeah. just flipped the script. What I was going to ask you guys is have you guys ever been a fan of a Grizz team that looked so rough? Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> they I, looked so rough and then made a run? Made a run, yeah. I mean, the 08 Grizz. Yeah, you know, there's actually a, a uh, listener question about kind of going back and talking about comparisons to the OA Grizz. So why don't you talk about that? I mean, we talked about this in a previous pod, but so the 2008 Grizzlies, so 2007 was like the super team. Oh, yeah. Full seniors, uh, full first team guy, all, all conference guys. That was Mark's senior year? No, Mark was still there in eight. Mark was still But, I mean, uh, we were um, – it was just everything was aligned. We had uh, – we had um, – so? uh, No, that was, was – Cole Berkowitz was QB in both okay. seven and eight. 
what was it? Was um, Lex Hilliard was back, wasn't it? That was so Lex Hilliard, who's arguably either the the or the second best running back we've ever had, right. uh, towards Achilles in six. And wow. so that team was supposed to be super good, but then it's a Hauk team, and we lost the workhorse running back. And we kind of we got to the semifinals that year. We had tra- we had a ton of transfers, so sevens kind of then everyone's most everyone's back, and Lex is back, and we're going to be an amazing team. And we hit a triple option Wofford team in the first round of the playoffs, and our kicker Dan Carpenter goes to play for the Bills. Longtime NFL career misses a field goal to win the game in the end. And we were out. Fresh in the first round. First round. Oh, and that was six. So that was kicker. that was seven. So here comes eight, and we have no running backs like Andrew Schmidt. No, he was there. Schmidt was back, but it was like uh, we had what was it like Brady Green and and all these other guys were gone, and yeah. especially Lex Hilliard. He was in the pros. He's like playing at Miami or somewhere, right. and so we convert a wide receiver, Chase Reynolds, oh. to play running back. But we still don't have an identity. Like we slopped together this upset win of Cal Poly at Cal Poly that a receiver named Ramsey's Barton. I don't know oh. if that rings a bell at all. Yeah, he went play in the NFL. He, he so Cal Poly was like the FCS Georgia Tech then. Yeah. They run the triple option, then they had a 6'5 guy that can run a 4'5'40, that they just <laughs> chucked the ball up in the air, and he'd have like 150 yards and three touchdowns, and they'd throw like six passes in the yeah. game. Right. <laughs> All play action, wide yeah, yeah. Sam is like, hey, this doesn't sound too bad. <laughs> <laughs> like, where right. are these guys? Could have been that guy. Um, and so they miss a field goal, and we win the game, and then we like we have to kick a field goal to beat Division Two Central Washington. We beat someone else by like a point, and then we go to Weber State for our first conference game, and it's a it's downpour. The weather's kind of crap, and they absolutely thump us. I can't remember what it was like forty two to fourteen or twenty or something Dang. like. Yeah, crushed. And, and everyone's just like, it's over. "This team doesn't have it. We 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 the O line sucks. Um, we don't we, you know we don't have that Lex Hilliard guy. This this is bad, 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 bad. We squeak by these games. Cal Poly's maybe not that good. And then we kind of piece it together a little bit against Eastern the next week, and then we just kind of build, 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 and then Chase just ascends. Right. O-line gets going, and just everything kind of starts locking together. And next thing you know, we're, you know, we, we, uh, that was the year we rubbed throwback jerseys. We beat the Cats 35-3. to Ooh. Um, home here, surprised everyone. No one knew we were wearing the copper jerseys. That's and remains then, one, of, one of my all-time <laughs> favorite moments. And then we just go on this, we just go on this, and, um, run right through the playoffs, get the national title game, and that was Villanova. Or no, that was uh, not Villanova, it was Richmond. Richmond. And we, so we had to go to JMU for the semifinals. And it's kind of funny because JMU had an offense like what we have now. Right. And we knocked out their QB like first series. Dang. And we take this big lead. It's kind of funny because it kind of felt like part of this Idaho game. We take a big lead and we're running stuff on offense that you've not seen before. And then we just pack it in, and they mount this massive comeback with the backup QB. There's a picture it made, uh, like Sports Illustrated, because he like dove, and one of our defensive ends, Craig Mettler, like hits him, and the kid does like a full spin cartwheel, like in the air. But they said he was over the line, so touchdown. And I can't remember the file. We beat him by a score, but Wasn't it was that like Hulk's first road win. Hulk's first road win, I think, or, or, or something, or like on the that. East Coast, or yeah, I mean, it was the East something Coast. crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> or first playoff road win is what it was too. Yeah. So then we fly back, and then we gotta go to Richmond, and Richmond just. I went. Yeah. I went Dumps to that us. game. In Richmond, <laughs> Richmond, yeah. In Chattanooga, it Richmond was raining, threw, and Richmond, Cole got hurt, and it was just Richmond threw like a double reverse touchdown past the quarterback on like the fifth play of the game, and the Grizz are just walking off the field, and it's like, uh oh. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, that was 
but that's a good I think it's such a good comparison and I think that the whole yeah. the Chase Reynolds thing is such a good like looking for some similar <clears throat> like somebody who was working to get established and finally did it and then the team took off so you right. can talk about Clifton but you can talk about a lot of guys yeah. like the receivers and things like that but Chase yeah. Reynolds that year 2008 Cal Poly two attempts four yards Southern Utah 13 attempts Southern 41 Utah, yards UC Davis five attempts 12 yards his first touchdown Central Washington, 16 attempts, 87 yards. Weber State, 12 for 40 and a touchdown. At Eastern, 12 for 63. Sac State, 6 for 26. So that's October 18th, yeah, right? Yeah. In this season. They're searching for an identity. Next week at Northern Colorado, 14 for 137, two touchdowns. Wow. Next week, Northern Arizona, 12 for 157, three touchdowns. Oh, my God. Next week at Portland State, 35 for 160, three touchdowns. <laughs> Idaho State, 18 for 153, one touchdown. Montana State, 27 for 115, two touchdowns. Texas State, 38 for 233, two touchdowns. Oh Weber gosh. State, 33 for 185, two touchdowns. James Madison, 26 for 123, two touchdowns. Then Richmond, 12 for 47, a touchdown. But I mean, just kind of going back to what we were talking about with Cliff, where it's just like sometimes it's about getting the right guys on the bus on offense right. and then them getting enough reps together. Yeah. yeah. So it's like the offense clicks mm-hmm. and it feels like. This offense the last couple of weeks is taking those steps where Big time. maybe that click is coming for us, right? Oh, yeah. They're going to do some stuff during the bye week, have a game against Northern Colorado where they should be able to get yeah. out there. Yeah. Like maybe that sort of thing <laughs> is coming for us, right. Right? right? Feels like it. Look for some optimism. Yeah, I'm very That's optimistic. That's a great comparison. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm very optimistic. Nice. <clears throat> well, other side of the ball, defense. This is a, <clears throat> these guys. I, that was fun. Yeah, it was we're getting fun. a lot of pressure. Oh. I like Riley Wilson a lot. Boy, that sack that he had, that tackle, yeah. where he just, yeah, and the way he was getting it again. We, we're seeing this in uh, fall camp, and I don't know if just the pace of camp versus a game or if there was an injury or what that just kind of slowed him out the gate. But, yeah, I think we saw we saw the most. That was maybe his best game. Yeah, and he was hurt for a couple weeks, so. wasn't he? I think so. I know yeah. he, almost, he missed a game, too, didn't yeah, he? Yeah, he yeah, missed yeah. one game. So. But it was good, man. He, he, him, him, Gub, man. You see, if you watch the game back, Gub's getting <laughs> off the ball so many times, so fast. Did you see Brent's tweet about them holding it, that he could do an eight-part series yes. on all good. the ways? I saw it. Governor could be Sarah's held gonna with do, one He's, he's going to do the doctor with me. Yeah. Yeah. He's got the film. <laughs> but it's so true. I mean, oh, the yeah. dude gets held every play. Yeah. And it's because he's getting off the ball so fast. He's, I mean, he's so good, and he's been an anchor for this defense for so long. Yeah. Do you think yeah. he's got next level potential? Good. I think so. I, I think so. Probably be like an end in a three-four or something. Yeah. Right? yeah. But yeah, camp invites and stuff like that. Good I for him. I hope so. Yeah. I mean, because he so. is a he's a dude. Yeah, he is, and he works so hard. He works so hard. And the you know the rumor all off season was that teams wanted him. Like I know oh, that yeah. you can't recruit in college football. In the transfer portal. But I mean, like. Like big time teams wanted him to get in the transfer portal, but I would believe here. it. Yeah. I would believe it. He's really good, and he's got the right mentality. I don't, he's probably I don't know if it's true, but Bobby joked that they usually bring a couple jerseys for him because they get so ripped up in the game <laughs> at quarterback. I would believe it, but then that sounds know. like something Bobby made up, <laughs> doesn't it? But like he gets a finger dislocated last night, right? He's bleeding down the arm. He's got his jersey all shredded, and he just keeps going, keeps going. <laughs> and that was, I mean. Uh, was it you saying on the tweet or someone, or maybe it was Sean Rainey, that the Kale Edwards fumble that ended the game, forced fumble, 
you see Gubb cut to his left, and the center and the guard and the running back all crash to him. Like yeah. three guys go to 99. Yeah. So Edwards, Edwards just stunts in. But I mean, that's right huge because that was Edwards' first second season. What was a lot of guys' first second season? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Everybody got it on the board. We didn't have but a lot. It's like, <laughs> until last night. You know, it's, it's showing what we can do, and it's like you just – it also shows that getting a little bit healthier on the D line yeah. makes a difference. Dietrich yeah. and Cashman are back yeah. there. Helps. Helps. Yeah. Also on that Kale Edwards fump, sack fumble, if you watch, the O line is like engaged, and I think they ran a stunt. I yeah. might be mistaken. Edwards but Kale yeah. came out around on the stunt. The one thing I remember, because we watched film together as a team with the Stars and, you know, with the linemen, when. They always teach the linemen to stay square. If you watch the guard, he turns and he's helping the tackle like this. I know everybody can't see me, but he's turning and helping the tackle like this. Kale comes around. That's why they teach you to come stay square so that when they run those stunts, you can can help. But then you can see the guy coming back around because they always say, if somebody leaves, somebody's coming right back to you. So just stay square, stay fundamentally sound. And they didn't do that on the play, and it cost them big time. Big time. Big time. Cost them again? Yeah. Because when they got that ball back – I kind of thought we were going to lose the game. Oh, yeah. <laughs> because their kicker is the best kicker in the conference. It's like saying. they get him within 50. Yeah. Like when over. we thought, like when you thought they had the onside, what were you like? Oh, I thought it was. Well, I was already so mad. I was like, we went so conservative. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I was, was like, sick. why do it's number 80 again? Why, are, why can't we? Like, this guy is. No, that he's on the team. This guy, this, he's like the very best guy, maybe one of the very best guys on this team. But no one's guarding this dude. No oh, one's yeah. guarding. You know, the touchdown, the two point conversion. The, but, um, <laughs> not a poor But he was offsides. He was offsides. Mm-hmm. And you know, I there were, you know, our Big Sky podcast thread. A couple of the <laughs> yeah. mostly cat fans were like that offside sus. It's like they showed the replay. Was right, he, he was early. Any piece of him being over the line is offsides. offsides. Yes. I, think, I think the confusion is the. Um, Illegal forward pass where the quarterback has to be entirely beyond the line, and so I think people. But like, yeah, if it you're, defensive line, you can't cross the line. Yeah. So yeah, I don't know. It's it's yeah. Well, the good guys won. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> but man, it was funny. Although it, it happened right before the second touchdown of that Idaho's little rally, but I texted Mike and I said, I don't know if I've seen the blitz design and packages that Montana did last night the whole season. Yeah. Like, and we'd heard this a little bit. Idaho State is like a quick pass team, and Davis is a quick pass team, and they really didn't know what to expect with um, NAU with the quarterback change and all that. But, um, I mean, we had, was it Corbin Walker blitzed on a few plays? Yeah, I mean, Cat Blitz, definitely. Yeah, and then we had, uh, I think, I think uh, Cotton had maybe a sack or half a sack on his Cotton sh- was in there on a sack with I Frank. I mean, it was like, yeah, so it's just, yeah. and I mean, maybe it's just because the last few games we just, weren't having pressures because of the design of those offenses, getting rid of the yeah. ball real quick. But, man, the way they were sending stuff against Idaho, Idaho did not know what was coming. So you know what's interesting, and you brought this up at one point, where it's like when Idaho ran tempo, they looked really good against us. Man. And we couldn't even know, get set. We were talking about these around, teams with the, the quick passes all year. Like, I mean, I – and I know that's what Idaho does. Like, Idaho likes right. to milk the clock whenever – but that played into Montana's strength. Yeah. And it's interesting because, um, uh, you know, your coach for most of your time here, Coach Stitt, or no, for part of your time here, yeah. used to get criticized because he would he would talk about play the system, not the not the team. You just, you do your thing and you right. keep doing it. And, you you know, we are good at this. We are going to, we're going to 
we're going to win the battle. We're going to do whatever. Right. Yeah. And people would criticize because at times it'd be like, well, take advantage of their weakness. And it kind of feels like Eck had the same approach last night where it was like, we're not going to take care of their weakness. We're going to do what we do well. Right. And it almost worked. Almost. But it's like, so how do you find that balance between you want to stay consistent with what you do, but also taking advantage of what the other team's offering? Well, I think you would like to take advantage of what you do or take advantage of their weaknesses. But at the same time, you don't want to get out of character. So it's like, if you run the ball well, you're going to run the ball a certain amount of times, no yeah. matter what they're doing. Yeah, yeah. You, sure, you can try to take advantage of what they – but that's what it is for building identity, you know, and coaches like to hang their hat on their identity. We're a running team, you know. So I think part of it might contribute to, like, pride maybe. You know, some coaches might think, like, no, we're going to do this and we're going to be successful doing it. Mm-hmm. But from the outside looking in, it's like, well, you're not successful doing yeah. that. This game. <laughs> I mean <laughs> – <laughs> it, yeah, and it's like if it's interesting to win and a loss, like ah, it's right. Good. But it's easy for me to sit here and say, you know, as so many things we talk about on the Grizz Fan Pod. Yeah. But it's like, you know, do you question it? Because I definitely think if they played tempo in the second half, they probably yeah. won the game. They probably would have won the game it, because our, they probably yeah. would have had at least two more possessions. Yeah. yeah. There were so many times during that two-minute drive where I was like, we're not even set. And then you watch the coverage. You're like, we're running a base Tampa 2 coverage yeah. every time because they just can't get set. Like, guys are like, looking at the sidelines. Like and that like and stand around. And yeah. <laughs> I'm like, man. And then, man, yeah. Yeah. And then they're setting so far back, and they're just hitting the middle of the Tampa 2 zone. Like, just – yeah, I was stressed. Yeah. And then we creep up and Hayden Hatton's wide open in the back. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, oh, my God, not that guy. <laughs> oh, man. Um, I don't know. I, I mean, it did feel like um, defensively, I think I think they, they got after McCoy, the Idaho QB, pretty well. Oh, like, yeah. Because that guy's a damn good quarterback. And obviously, late in the game, he kind of he got it going, like, escaping some stuff. But, I mean, two picks, one in the end zone. Another midfield fumble. fumble. He fumbled another one. It, it wound up killing a drive because it's like yeah. a third and oh, six, yeah, the third and he just dropped yeah, yeah, yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He had to fall on it. So, I mean, he, you know, three turnovers all coming at his hand and then sacked six times, chased around. I mean, got hit left and right. Yep. I mean, they, they, made him, they made him earn every single yard in that game. And it was impressive to watch because it's not something we'd seen from the 2023 Grizzly defense yeah. yet. Yet. Would you so. say he's the best quarterback in the conference? Man. Overall? I think so. What are you thinking about Chambers as well? No, I mean, no. Chambers is playing. Chambers is playing way better. Than, like, again, kind of like Cliff, right? Like, I mean, but again, they're playing. Cats are playing bad teams right now. Like, I want to yeah. see what Chambers does against Sack. I want to see what he does against Idaho. Yeah. <sighs> I don't know. I initially thought the Davis QB was like the Hastings. bestest, like just like because he doesn't make a lot of mistakes. And he's just like a good, solid guy, but he's not super flat, flashy. I think McCoy's probably the best. Yeah, I I would call him the best quarterback. I'm I'm just trying to think around with other the other schools. I mean, I like the Portland State kid, Shasher. Right. He but I think like he's one fifty. I think he's a little raw. Yeah, he's a small guy too, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I, I think he probably is. I think like best to like make a system work and run. Chambers and Malat yeah. oh, as yeah. a combo, right? Yeah. But in terms they of just, like, they're so good on offense. Man, their O line it starts up front. <sighs> when you can get five before you like, I watched a little bit of that game yesterday. They're getting five, like on first down religiously. Yeah, like it's easily nothing, right. Run up the middle, <laughs> inside zone, getting five. It's oh like, man, 
that's going to be a fun week. Oh. We don't have to get into we got, it. We got, we, got, we got time to worry about <laughs> but that. But we got time to keep keep getting better, which is, like <laughs> I said, not something I was thinking we were doing. Right. So, and it's, it's wild, too. Like, uh, you look back, you go back, you look at, like, the greatest defensive box score. Ryder Meyer leads team in tackles. What? Yeah. Eight tackles for Ryder. Eight. Man. Four solo, four assists. Yeah. Pick and a half, half shared tackle for loss. Second yeah. was Ryan Terrell, who I thought 44 had the best game of his gross career. Yeah. Um. Yeah, he just seven tackles, kind of all over the place. Braxton had six, and then it, like after that, it turns into a group effort. Uh, Kale, Ronald Jackson, Trajan, Corbin, Jackson, Trevin, Tyler Flint, Garrett Houston all had four. Levi had three. Riley Wilson had three. But then like you get down here, and it's like Flint had a uh, one one and a half sacks. Garrett had a half. Levi had a sack. Riley had a <laughs> one and a half. Hayden Harris had a sack. Gosh. Yeah, it's just like all these I love guys, it. <laughs> you know, just getting after it. Oh, so, yeah. Yeah. It was uh, – it's kind of an interesting – because usually a typical defensive box score for the Grizz, it's, you know, three three linebackers and a safety that, like, lead the team in tackles yeah. and all the stats. But it's just kind of all over the place. That's what I was about to say, too. Uh, Braxton has been leading – for the last three games, he's led the team in tackles, correct? Yeah. So this is probably his first – this is his first game since, what, like, was that Fair State that he has yeah. led the team in tackles? <laughs> Maybe so, yeah. I mean, he had six to Riders eight, but yeah, so. And then it was like, you know, again, we're seeing like the rotation, right? Ryder Meyer rotating on safety. Jackson Lee's, I mean, so they're kind of finding some working systems there too. I'd said this before this game. I think I said on the pod here last week. I thought this game our safeties had to play their best game of the season. Yeah, just because of all the weapons. Yeah, because I got three receivers that go get it, right? Two tall guys, 6'3", 6'2", and then that number one in the slot. Yeah. But, man, they made him earn everything. Nothing was easy. And, Mike, you were talking about Eck at halftime. Remember? He's like, well, we probably got to do more tempo. And then they and come then out they and they do an eight-minute drive with no say, points. I expected it's it. Like, and then the eight-minute drive, and then he goes for it on fourth down, which I – Baffling. I I guess I get it in the sense that you're trying to, like, we're moving the ball. Aggressive. We're showing, like, look, touchdown's going to change momentum. But it's like, it gets you down ten points on your first drive of the second – after you going on a touchdown drive and taking all the momentum back, like, my yeah, God, take yeah. the points. Interesting call. Kind of reminds you of the, did you guys watch the Washington-Oregon game? Yeah. Dan yeah. Lanning going for it for fourth down every yeah. time. Every time. Yep. <laughs> like, come on, man. You got to take the points at some point. It's the analytics. Come on, oh, Sam, yeah. it's the analytics, man. The analytics are winning right now. <laughs> Not on the field. No, no yeah. In the coach's right. minds. It's that Gus, Gus Johnson. Um, so one yeah, thing I, I kind of want to ask you about before we get too far away from this game. What is it like watching as a former player? Like, you know, I know I kind of joked about, you're watching on TV with the rest of us and your emotions get high and low. Oh, yeah. But, I mean, you know this coaching staff. Mm -hmm. You know some of these guys. Oh, yeah, a lot of them. Um, You know, so it's like, that's that's a different connection. Yeah. You know, and so it's like your your former player status right now is a lot different than it's going to be in a decade. Yeah. Um, So what is it like to kind of watch? It means a lot, man, and it it means more because it's like I do know a lot of these guys, so when I see them fall or when I see them not be successful, it hurts me more, mm-hmm. you know, or when I see Aaron 
you know, he dove for it. He got two hands on it. Personally, I would say we got to catch those. I've had plays like that too where I got two hands on it. I should have caught But you know, it. he's going to say it too, and you know. Exactly. It. You guys were in the room. Exactly. So yeah. it's like that hurts for me because I'm like, dang. And then on the one where he got overthrown, I'm like, oh, he's he got forever. it. Yeah. Like, there's just, so it, it is, it, it leads to me being way more emotionally involved and it stresses me out. But I do love it. I do love it because it's like, I don't know. It just keeps me involved and it keeps me locked into the game because I'm just like, man, like I want these guys. It may. I was just sitting there like scrolling Twitter last night, just smiling. I'm like, oh my gosh, they just did that. Right? Like, <laughs> oh my God. Back-to-back road wins <laughs> over ranked opponents for the first time since 2000, according to Riley. Oh, wow. I mean, it's a long time. That's a long time. It's funny. I said to my dad, I was like, oh, well, that doesn't present itself that often. It doesn't have that much. I was like. I don't care. Last, but it was like it happened last year, but we lost both games. Sack, Sack and Weaver. And oh, Sack and Weaver. <laughs> so it's like, oh well, never mind. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that's another thing too. Is like, would you guys say last year's team was better than this year's team, talent wise? I, I think so. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And then, but just think of every time we ran into a game like this last year. Yeah, yeah. dropped it. Yeah, Sack so Weaver. Been, oh yeah, Idaho. This has been, last year's team would be zero and two on this road stretch. I mean, most likely based upon kind of our track record of what we saw this has been a hurdle that honestly this program has struggled with for a while yeah like just yes you know getting back and stealing some of the games that are toss-ups on the road yeah Yeah. which it's tough to win on the road it is in any conference it's tough to win on the road the big sky so i'm not saying it's easy for sure that's what you got to do to be good. That's what you got to do to be good. Right. Yeah. I mean, if you want to be a top Plain team, and simple. You want to buy and you want to be hosting semifinal games. Right. You got to do it. And it's been That's it's been tough for this team. Yeah. yeah. Like even when we, in 21 and 19, when we had seeds, we lost to Sack. Yeah. We lost to Eastern on the road. That's right. In 2019, right. we lost to Sack on the road. Right. It's like those big televised road, like ESPN2 was Eastern yep. and ESPN2 was Sack that one year. <sighs> lost was, both of yeah, them. Yeah. <laughs> So I think I think they're making strides in the right direction, and you know I'm excited. Yeah, man, I am too. I'm so excited. So uh, Sam, I was thinking one thing too. So they showed the Randy had the warm up video, right, where Grizz are leaving the field, right? And you got three thousand Idaho fans chanting, chanting "F you, F Montana." Yeah. I mean, did you? I mean, well, you played a few, obviously, at Bozeman, but did you ever have a set in a spot like that where because we don't have a lot of like road venues right they're hostile idaho did Man. you you never played at idaho right i did, oh, that's right, uh, you did. 18 and 21 okay okay yeah oh that's right yeah yeah. yeah we actually had a pretty good game in 18 yeah we did pretty exciting. yeah <laughs> but i think 18 was interesting but the fans didn't care back then right? fans didn't care eastern 20 21 uh, yeah. on ESPN2 uh, under yeah. the lights. Yeah. They came. We were walking out. You know, you got to walk across the. Oh, the, you should have won that game. You, man, yeah, we should have won you, that game. I'm sure we're, you feel that way. We're walking across <laughs> yeah. the. We're walking across the the, tur- the the track to go to the. And they're just heckling us, heckling yeah, us. And yeah. we obviously lost that game. So were you asking me, was there ever a game like that and we won? Yeah. Nah. Oh, Eastern, but it was at home. It was so. at home. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, this is like, so this that, is like, the sweet third... feeling of like going to a rival. Did it happen yeah. in high school at all? Like you went to like a rival school and you're just getting completely. Did it happen when? Like when you were playing high school ball, like go to a rival and you just got students just yes. on you and you get that W on the field. Jinx. Like how good that feels. It was amazing. Yeah. It was amazing. <laughs> they were like the number one team in the state. It was awesome. So when you say Jinx? Yeah. The school is Jinx. Jinx. J E N K S. J E N K S. Can we have a kid from there? Jinx, Caleb Hill play? 
No, he's from Texas. Who did you get recruited with? Because did two kids come. Uh, Did two kids come from Oklahoma? Owasso. You're thinking of Owasso. Okay. Yeah, and Um, Brandon. His name was Brandon. Because I remember it because we. We never have yeah. kids from Oklahoma. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. And we had like a good string. The next, yeah. the next yeah. year, we brought Carter from my high school, and then uh, yeah. Yeah. I can't remember the other guy, Kendall, maybe. But we had brought two other guys in, and they left soon, like in two years. Yeah, so I think they got tired of recruiting Oklahoma, or maybe nobody's popped. <laughs> Stretched too thin. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Um, I know we talked about this a couple years ago when you were on the pod last time, but or I guess that was last year, but. Um, what was it like? Like, how did you end up here? Okay, so my brother, four-star recruit, wanted by everybody, went to Oklahoma State. Coach Seymour was recruiting my area, but also he helped recruit my brother to Oklahoma State. My offensive coordinator in high school, Coach Walls, had coached with Coach Seymour, I believe, at Tulsa before they had split and he came in high school and Seymour was at Oklahoma State. But so that was how the connection was made with Coach my OC Walls and then also my brother at Oklahoma State. Seymour is now at Montana. He saw me. They saw my film and liked me. And I think I said this then, too, last year when I came on. I got recruited to play at H, tight end. You know what Horner, mm-hmm. yeah. Bingham, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Ben was. I got recruited to play that. It wasn't until my freshman year, you know, they saw how athletic I was and they moved me to outside. I was say, I have a hard time seeing you as an H. You know? Yeah. I just couldn't put on the weight. Like, I was eating that food zoo every day. And I just, <laughs> respectfully, I loved the food zoo. It was great. But it's like, I couldn't, I couldn't do it. I think it worked out. Yeah. It did. It did. It so. did. Oh, man. Well, it's a damn good one. Absolutely. I was, yeah. Uh, my daughter just walked in from the Taylor, Taylor Swift Eras experience. Sounds like that might have been a long night. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, oh, some, some battle going on down the hall. I'm glad oh, we're yeah. podcasting right now. Oh, yeah. Um, anything else about the Idaho game that we should be talking about? I think this team is playing with the edge right now. Yeah, I agree. If you see all the pancake blocks and just the dirty, the the nastiness that our O line, D line, just everybody is playing with the edge, and I think. I don't know how much they're watching what people are saying, but I feel like it's, you know, people doubted them with Idaho. People doubted them with UC Davis. Yep. People saying the offenses can't do anything. Like, just so many things that people have said about us, and I feel like they're kind of feeding off of that. And, you know, I don't know if Coach Houck is putting any of it on the bulletin board, but Coach Houck loves bulletin board material. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I think it sounded kind of like he was giving the team their own bulletin board material from that NAU game. Yeah. And they've been <laughs> What did he say? I mean, we've we've heard some stuff uh just, you know, trying to fire some guys up from maybe the way they played in NAU versus the way they're playing now. Yeah. Maybe especially on the O-line. Yeah. <laughs> maybe it worked. <laughs> it's working really well. Yeah. So, hopefully it continues. Now. It's a fun game. Just happy to be where we're at. Yep. And I agree. You know, there's some there's some guys to be excited about. Gilman's over 500 yards rushing. Yeah. Receivers seem like we've got we've got a good rotation He's, going there. Gilman's probably now sitting at number two in rushing yards in the conference, behind I the know, Idaho guy who had 42 yards. Man, he runs his, so hard. Yeah, he said it was worst output as a vandal. That's a wow. shame. Second. Yeah, but we kind of forced him to go away from him. Yeah, man. not my problem. I um, of all the of all the trash talking by the vandals, and boy, was there a lot. Yeah, and um. The guy who said that they were going to have two 100-yard rushers against Montana. 
Has anybody rushed or the cats? Yes. We just stop. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> thanks. There's that. I mean, there's that. I'm sorry. <laughs> I was gonna say like, has anybody had 200 yard rushers on us ever? Yes. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, there was that one time. Then it happened again. Uh, that's rough. That's rough. I'm sorry. <laughs> Boy, though, sweet. Just back-to-back weeks. Oh, yeah. Make you feel positive. Oh, yeah. Now we got a week off. Rest up. I mean, and what's nice, what I like about heading to this bye, um, we're not – we didn't like limp into the bye week. Yes. We're not like, okay, we got to recover. We got to figure stuff out. I mean, there's things that still need to be improved, but we're, we're heading into that, like ascending rather than coming off a loss or seeing a wave of really unfortunate injuries where we're just like, thank God this is here. So all these guys can get back. I mean, it feels like we're heading into a a great spot. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it does. I agree. Yeah. Nice. So they can rest. They can, they can build on it. What's a what's a bye week like with Bobby? Man. <laughs> you get so some I, time off or is it just film and Man, film you get time film? off. Yeah. But I actually have an interesting story. So my uh fian- now fiance, her um sister goes to Boise State and they had a mm-hmm. they during our bye they had they were playing Oklahoma State yeah. during our bye and I was gonna go to the game and we had been planning to go to the game on the bye and out of nowhere Coach Houck was like we got practice on Saturday for like 30 minutes. <laughs> and I, then I can't go to the game because it's like a seven-hour drive. So it's like, oh, my God. Yeah, so the buys are good. You know, they definitely take the load off of you. But he is going to put like a practice on like a Saturday or Sunday so that you can – like the Montana guys can go home and like you guys can get away. But like you can w- get you can away take a two-hour just drive, long enough. You yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, don't get too far because – Were you – didn't we have a bye week where some guys – went to a game somewhere and I don't know if you were here then it I was okay Wazoo yeah. we don't need to talk about that but yeah I was there <laughs> so I think maybe there's part of that like yeah keep, keep them close <laughs> that was before Hulk yeah that was, was, that was Bob wasn't it yeah it was yeah. yeah both Bob <laughs> yeah so well anyways yeah I get it and I understand you know we're college kids well I was a college kid but they're young college kids you know yeah. and you know you expect them to be grown but it's also like just make sure, yeah. you know. So I, I don't really see any problem with it. Just give them a thirty-minute practice on a Saturday. I love yeah, it. right. <laughs> a little walk. Oh through. my gosh, just a little walk through. Just yeah. nothing serious. It's really light. We're gonna run like maybe one couple periods offense and <laughs> get you out of there. Have a good weekend. Oh, no, isn't there a um, um, a rookie bowl or something during? Don't they do a? I don't know. What's a rookie bowl? Or isn't there like a scout team like where like where all? The, oh yeah. yes. But they do that every week. They do that every week? They do that every week on home games, the rookies' scrimmage. Scrimmage. Yeah, at the end of – it's like when we do our Friday walkthroughs, they scrimmage before we we leave. Yeah, so they'll – when we're about to do the walkthrough on Fridays, they come down in their pads. Does everybody watch and get get Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, like, it's funny enough, I remember, like, that's when we knew kind of Craig Britt kind of could play mm-hmm. he ended up transferring but those are like the times where you get to see yeah. like oh for sure coming up you yeah, know yeah, yeah yeah so guys make plays then and that's when you really that's get right. to see hmm. yeah they're real fun nice all right good to know did you think trevin gradney would play as good as he did now when you because you i mean I, I i'm not saying like you did you think he stunk or something but like i didn't know where I, where he went from where you first saw him when you guys were on the team together where he's at now i didn't see this coming yeah but 
I was think just about that. You two probably matched up from time to time. Practice. Yeah. Well, maybe you did. Yeah, definitely, right? yeah. definitely. And respectfully, I got the best of him. But he was young. <laughs> so was, he was young, so it's okay. He's. I mean, man, I did not see this coming. But the only time I knew something was up was I was running routes or I was working out right after my season. I think it was like July. I was at the field with Junior and they were getting some footwork in or something and Trevin was there and I was talking to Junior and he's like, man, like Trevin's been putting in work. He's like, man, Trevin looks really good. Yeah. I was like, for real? He's like, oh yeah, he's been putting in the time and, you know, I think it also pays off that like he played behind Justin. He was a really good corner. So, you know, you get to learn and Omar was a really good corner. I mean, he's, I feel like he's seen it done the right way so he knows how to approach it and you know if you work hard i feel like you can be successful you will be successful in whatever you do so he's got the right mindset and he's been he's been making plays when they come his way oh man yeah it's been fun to watch him just ascend yeah yeah yeah. and it's funny because like he was great i mean he won he was first team all conference for special teams last year right and so two years in a row two years in a row Yeah. yeah so it's just sometimes you see these guys they're able to translate just that special teams excellence and they just take it right yeah right (laughs) special teams player ends up being (laughs) buck buchanan right oh my god just took it from one spot to another yeah yeah wow yeah man Really good to see him. I I've been talking to him up a lot on my videos. He's been making plays. You know they they like to try to pick on him. And even when they had like the first drive, Idaho's drive yesterday, they caught like a back shoulder on him. Yep. But if you look at the coverage, Trevin is it's right, right there. There, it's right on it. It's yeah. just a really good catch, yeah. really good ball. It so happens. it's like yeah. he's doing the right things, and it's it's amazing to see him thrive. Nice, nice. Sorry, I need another beer. It's all right. Uh, that's all I got of the game, Adam. Yeah, it was great. I mean, it was just, it was fun. It, and that game kicked so late. We're, it just kicked an hour, twenty four hours ago from where we are, like kind of right now. Really? <laughs> it's like two in the morning. And I'm thinking, Man. Man, like all that extra sleep or trying to sleep in is going to be gone. Oh, but yeah. it was, it was a blast. And I'll just say that to come off these two weeks to have these two road wins. And to have fun watching the games and stuff like that, it's been so pleasantly rewarding because I I don't think anyone expected it. And even you who kept picking the Grizz and all these games because you're an <laughs> e-Grizz sugar guy, oh. you know. I do have another thought about the game, and this has to do with, like, the broadcasting side of things. Oh, yeah. So I did the I, – I missed the radio. I didn't do the radio for the NAU game because of I had a wedding and we lost – but I didn't do the wedding. I didn't do the radio these last two weeks, and we won yeah. big road games. Yeah. So, and I know you're big about the juju. <laughs> yeah. So, do I stay off the radio? Oh, you might have to, buddy. <laughs> so I no no you do the radio because if they can't beat NAU and break the bad or Northern Colorado, Colorado, Colorado. Colorado at home and break the bad juju, right? We got bigger problems. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so. I have worn the black up top hat that I got this year in all five of the wins. The jersey, your jersey that I got now, I've Dolphin. worn three games in a row. They've won all three since the NAU. So that's – that's, and then Utah Tech and Davis and Idaho, I golfed before the Grizz played. So, like, so I'm what trying to figure out Grizz that? cat kick at noon. So I'm going to – and it's going <laughs> to – like, do I just yeah, go yeah. out and, like, hit a golf ball around the park or yeah. something? <laughs> I might have to. <laughs> And it's going to be cold. It's going to be cold. <laughs> but if it ensures a win, it's a sacrifice I'm willing to take. Yeah. <laughs> As a fan. Got As to. Fan. <laughs> That's why I was talking about the radio. I'm like, do I have to sacrifice the radio for the 
betterment of the Grizz. <laughs> I'm just saying, if they win the next four games, because we're doing this type of stuff, I want a conference championship ring too. I should talk to. Oh my god, <laughs> that would be awesome. <laughs> I just want to see him win one because uh, I just feel like they're 2019 right there, right there. 2021 right there, yep. and it's just like I just. Obviously, I would have loved to win one, yep. but like I just want to see us win one. I just want to see us be able to say that, like, yeah. no, Montana's the best team in the Big Sky. Yeah, because forget about what happens in the playoffs. Like, let's win our house first. Last conference championship. Oh nine. Eleven. Eleven. Yep. Wasn't that one vacated? Yeah, but yeah. I was there. It happened. Okay. So. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can saw vouch. The, it happened. <laughs> I saw. I saw the Grizzlies beat the bot number one in the nation. Number one. They were number one in the nation. How'd they do in the playoffs that year? The Bobcats. They won two and yeah. bounced yeah. out. Yeah. yeah. But number one in the nation, Grizz went to Bozeman and crushed them. Put it to wow. them. The ESPN crew was already planning on being in Bozeman for the selection because they were going to be the number one seed. They were right. the number one seed in the playoffs. <laughs> Sorry. So then they're still there. That's like all dour and stuff like that. And Grizz make a run to the semis and lost to Sam Houston State. Sam Houston. We had a comeback. We were coming down the field to try to, but just ran out of time. And yeah. Sam Houston. What was our record that year? Pretty decent? Yeah, we were pretty good. We we have one or two losses in the regular season. I can't remember it now. I don't know. Because that was, yeah, that was Flugrad's second year. Jordan 11 3 overall, so it would have been two losses in the regular two season. Two losses in regular season. Not bad. Kind of had a fluky loss early, right? Was it like Portland State or somebody? That the, no, that was the year before. Sorry, Anyways. my, my, my <laughs> expert uh, skills. Uh, <laughs> Usually I'm the one rattling this crap off, right? Man. Yeah. It would be great to get another conference championship. We lost to Tennessee, and we lost at Sac State. Like Tennessee? Tennessee, Tennessee. Tennessee, Tennessee. Really? Yeah. yeah. We played Tennessee? Yep. Played Tennessee. At Tennessee? At Tennessee. This well, is a funny thing. So, <laughs> we've talked about this. At that time, we had uh, uh, two guys from uh, Peter Wynn and John Wynn. Oh, and yeah. they're from uh, Seattle, right? They're Seattle kids, yeah. And I think both of them are in our record book for as running backs for yards and stuff. They're both probably top ten or top fifteen kids. Um, just wild, crazy moves, juke guys out left and right. Yeah. So I think that was Peter, and so he was our he's our starting run. Well, he split with another guy named Dan Moore, but Peter was a punt returner as well. Peter was an electric punt returner. He was not the best. At fielding, catching the punts. <laughs> but he has you it. Would, you were scared to death. And so Tennessee, I remember that because Tremaine Johnson was senior, and he's already like going to be drafted as a corner. Right. And all the talk heading into the game was, you know, lowly Montana, can the Tennessee receiving core, like are they going to pass on him? And Tennessee didn't care about us. And we hold him to – they get the ball, and we hold him to a three and out. And we're like, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God. Punt the ball to Peter. Hits him right in the face mask. <laughs> Tennessee recovers. One shot touchdown right over Tremaine Johnson. Next thing we know, it's like, you know, Seven it's, easy, it was like 28 to nothing at the half. Or Dang. That's uh, tough. But, I mean, we, I mean, they didn't score a ton on us, and we got out of it clean, and the team felt good about it. So, I mean, right. we knew we just – it's Tennessee, right? That's how we felt about Oregon when they yeah. beat us 33-3. It's like, it's only 30. Yeah. <laughs> like, and now you look back, Kayvon Thibodeau, first rounder. 
Penny Sewell. Justin Herbert. QB? Justin Herbert. Yeah. First rounder. Like, they had guys everywhere. Sure. <laughs> Javon Holland. Yeah. I think he went first round or second round. I can't remember that. Yeah. But top guys now that are playing really good football in the NFL. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's like, man, <laughs> we got out of that one pretty well. Oh, man. Yeah. Um, I guess the, the last thing I would say on <clears throat> Idaho, and it's more of just the season in general, is – it is fun to see them getting Berg in the ball. Yes. <laughs> oh oh. Let me touch on that, actually, right. because they are getting him involved in a lot of ways. He's They're putting the him in the backfield, yes. handing the ball off to him, getting some designed routes, you know, the matchup with the tight end, put him in, in the slot. You know, I think and, – and if you look at the game, if you look at the film back, there's times when he could get the ball as well. Like there was a time on a third down where we almost threw the pick on the first drive. Junior was wide open on a short slant on that linebacker again, yep. and we missed him. There's just so many times where it's like we are getting him involved, but it's like you look back and it's like we could get him even more involved. More, more. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's good to see him thrive and good to see our playmakers. Like I tweeted last night, it's like, man, we're using our playmakers. and we're using them. We're yeah. winning. Yeah. It's crazy. <laughs> right? Weird. Weird recipe. Huh? <laughs> 446 receiving yards this year. Yep. Uh, Only 26 yards passing. Uh, only one yard rushing, so you know that's something. Can yeah. work on that, Junior. Um, <laughs> just kidding. Uh, three kick returns for eighty-one yards. That's a shame because you know they don't give him the ball. And eleven punt returns for two hundred and five. At a touch. At a touch. Yeah. Yep. Uh, so man, fun to see. Fun to but, see. I mean, Twenty-six catches or no, no, thirty catches. It's way better the, than they did last year. I bet those are both career highs for him. Oh yeah. Really? How many catches did you have last year? Only like 17 or if you something. Are you kidding? If you're on GoGrads and you click his bio, yeah. it tells you. Wait, didn't he get hurt, though, last year or no? No, he uh, didn't because he played. How did he only have Because <laughs> we just did <laughs> what? not. Like, the, we, the offense last year was maddening. But statistically, that offense is better than this one. Right. Because <laughs> Lucas was slinging it around pretty well, wasn't he? He was, but then remember he got hurt at sack. He did. And then, Which uh, is and then we brought Chris 17 in. 17 was... catches, 214 yards. How many touchdowns? Four. 17 catches? 17 catches. 17 catches in 11 games. In 11 games. No, 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 no. We had playoffs. Yeah, so 12. 12. 13. 13 games. Because we went NDSU and... That's not even two catches a game? Yeah. That is mine. And he has 30... Wow. Nice. Love it. I do love that a lot. Love it. So, yeah. I'd like to see that. Let's see here. Wow. Um... <laughs> yeah, and then, like, Aaron, I think, or J- Keelan has, like, 300 and something. Aaron has, like, 200 something. Yeah. Like, guys are involved. Yeah, that trio. Those three. It is interesting because it's like you would say the receivers are involved and they seem to be getting the ball more. But our offense, and we had some duds early, so that's, yeah. that's part yeah. of it. But, we're averaging 344 yards a game. Really? Which is down 52 yards from last year per okay. game. 27.29 points, which is down nine points from last year. Wow. Um, we averaged 30-plus points last year? Did we have a couple games? Red we zone just... attempts, we're scoring 71% of the time, which is down 8%. Uh, What's our third down? Um, I bet it's better this year. This is somebody. Somebody sent me an analysis that his buddy did, and it's 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 very detailed. Uh. There's lots of thoughts in here. <laughs> I think we've been really good on third down. I've been impressed with our success on third down, and just I think it's one of the differences in the games being able to convert third downs, being able to keep drives going. 
Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. No, you're good. Go ahead. I, I'm going to throw something in, but not. I'm done. Down. Okay. Apologies. Last year was up and down. So we put 47 on Northwestern State. We put 49 on Indiana State. We put 53 on Portland State. Oh, jeez. Then, remember the late games. We put 57 on Cal Poly. We put yeah. 63 on Eastern, Eastern Washington. Right. But then you look at the other ones, and it's like 21 on the Cats, 21 on Weber, 24 on SAC, 23 uh, on Idaho, 28 on Idaho State. So they might have been helped out by a little bit of – Yeah. Yeah, so, for sure. Yeah. So, yeah, we just – because this year, right, it's like – well, what is it? I mean, what, 17 have, on we, have we broken? We haven't scored over 40 in a game yet, have we? I don't think so. I don't think so. I mean, it's <laughs> maybe maybe Utah Tech, actually. Oh, Utah Tech, yep. So yeah. 35, 43, 17, 14, 28, 31, 23. Hey. All right. Defense. But what are we now, 6 and 1? 6 and 1. All right. We are 6 and 1. And we're winning those road games that we did not win last year. Keep on going. Yep. We have time after the season to talk about the big picture of the offense. For now, just keep on grinding. Just keep enjoying it. <laughs> All right. Uh, we don't have a game. We to don't. Break down this week. So, want to do a little cruise around the conference yeah, quick? What else see? is going on this week? Uh, so, just quick recap from last week, right? Sac State beats Northern Colorado by 8, 21 13. Northern Colorado passed for 260. On Sac State. Are they going to hold that against Sac like they did us? Uh, probably not. Probably but not. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're gonna, uh, Portland State, 45. Northern Arizona, 21. So, NAU's. In Northern Arizona. In NAU. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Back where everybody thought they would be. Yep. Yeah, and that freshman QB had a rough day out there. Um, Eastern Washington, Idaho State. Did you guys watch any of this game? No, I did not watch the highlights though. Crazy. Eastern was Eastern had was up thirty five fourteen at the half, and gave up twenty one points in the fourth quarter. Idaho State gets an onside kick and scores, goes up forty two forty one, and then Eastern goes right down the field. I don't know the distance. I want to say like a forty yard, forty two yard field goal. Missed it. Well, Idaho State calls timeout, but they right. snap he and he kicks and makes it. I saw that, yes. And he pushed it wide right. Man. So Idaho State and our, our friend Kyler at Eastern Washington um, is in a dark place right now. I remember thinking how <laughs> That's sick. That's a shame. <laughs> I remember thinking how sick they must have been, too, because, like, you know, we just drove down, you know. Yeah. We're about to – We're about to. they thought they were going to come back, but we're about to still win it. Right. Still get this. miss it. Like, ugh. Well, and it's like Eastern Washington grad. They've not been. They've had a couple of rough years. Oh yeah. But the mindset of Eastern Washington is you don't lose to Idaho State, right? I mean, oof. can't happen. <laughs> Yikes. Uh, Cats put it to Polly pretty good. Polly's the worst team in the conference. Uh, I didn't watch any of this game. I don't know how it went, but UC Davis beat Weaver State seventeen to sixteen. Sounds like it was a defensive battle. Jeez. I mean, neither of these teams' offenses are I mean, I would much. like UC Davis to, to keep on winning because, again, you know, the better their record, the better the win looks in the eyes of the playoff committees. So. Speaking of that, yeah. did you guys see Ferris State lost? Grand Valley State beat them? Yeah. Those State. two those two are like Chris Cat. They oh, hate okay. each other. And I was going to say, that doesn't there, look very good a, for us. There's a chance that that is a, a preview of that national championship game. Yeah. I think that's exactly how it went last year. Grand Valley State beat Ferris 
and then Ferris beat Grand Valley State in the national title, or that was the year before or something like that. It had to be the year before. I think they were on a streak. Yeah, because these two. Oh, that's yeah, right. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. That's right. yeah. yeah. They'd be yeah. like North Dakota State and South Dakota State. That makes it a little better. Still. Better, but still. Them losing and us playing them really close doesn't look. Man. But I think if we see them again, I think it's a different game. I think you have to also think about with that Ferris State game, Sean O'Malley was in town. Like, you guys might not be big UFC fans, but, like, he's a freaking world champion UFC fighter. So it's like, you know, that leads to the emotions, guys. All I know about the Ferris State game is I had a blast at that game. I don't care that it was D2. It was fun. Those blackout jerseys were awesome. Late night game or night game. I I want him to wear that for sack. Yeah. Another night game? Why not? Like, we got to get some. Like, when was the last time we beat Sac State? 17. 17. We put it on them. That's right. I think did Keenan have four touchdowns that game? Was I can't that, remember. Chad was that throwing was, it everywhere. But that was before Troy Taylor was. Chad. Yeah. Man, yeah, we're going yeah. the way back. Yeah. Yeah. I remember Chad. That, that, was, that was my retro freshman year. That was because so. he. Does he hold the record for passing touchdowns? I think he did get it that game. Yeah. I think he did get it that game. He. Yeah. No, here's the question. The funny thing is, you look at passing touchdown leaders. It's like Chad was, and McKenna Simmons. I was going to say, whose t- whose record did he break? And it's it was like McKenna Simmons who was on the team like, as a tight end. We they, talked about this last time too because yeah, I made the like, oh god, those guys must have just been the best quarterbacks ever. And it's like it was a great system for them, but yeah, I mean, no, no, yeah, we just <laughs> they're good dudes, but yeah. you know, no. Last time we beat Sack was 18 in the Copper. Dalton ran for like 240. Right, because that was his breakout game. Yep. That, he had the yep. big run because yep. I met his parents. And they the, were decently good that year. Yeah, that's right. That was a big win. And it yeah. was kind of like the breakout. Like, as then they crap, fired this that, is a dude. We they fired their staff that year and then hired Troy Taylor and all their guys. Uh, and Troy Taylor beat us. I actually played. It's so funny because I played with Case Cookus this year. But I played oh, with. Right. Uh, yeah, I played with. Did you tell uh, him I said hi? Yeah, I told all him right. all of Grizz Nation loved his. <laughs> Mike was waving at him in the game. He got ejected. <laughs> when he got ejected. Oh, yeah. I told him Grizz Nation loved that. <laughs> but also, waving goodbye. I played with SAC quarterback uh, Kevin Thompson. He was oh. on backup. Oh, cool. Yeah. yeah. Is yeah. Kevin still playing? Yeah. Okay. Oh, stars. Okay. Why don't. This is a great transition to talk Isn't about. Isn't he like 40 now? No, I'm just kidding. I'm messing around. I think he's a year older than me. No, he was old, though. He was in college forever. Yeah. Could have had one more year. Yeah. Um, although, although that's what they're doing at Oregon and Washington, right? Both those guys have yeah, been yeah. in college forever, too. Anyway, go ahead, Mike. Why don't you talk a little bit about your, your experience? Man, my experience with the Stars and with the USFL has been awesome. I guess, actually, this is actually crazy, because remember when I yeah. signed with the Stars, I had been on the pod like yep. the day before. You didn't tell you know it, but you couldn't tell I, I couldn't yet. tell you yeah. guys, because yeah. it so wasn't final like, yet. You know you're going to get something I hadn't coming. signed the contract yet, so... Um, it was awesome, man. Like, and there's tons of Big Sky guys. I, I can't remember who I talked about this re- recently, but you guys remember Adam Rodriguez from Weber oh, yeah. State? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Tortured us that playoff game. He's uh, on my team. Uh, Tristan, there's a lineman from Eastern. He's really good. Tristan, I can't remember his last name. Really good. Case Cook is great guy. Like, there's a bunch of Big Sky guys on my team, but the league in general was good. It was awesome. Just the competition is really up there. One thing I would say about professional football is like, man, you have to bring it every week. Yeah. Like, it's yeah. crazy. Like, like you might think. I remember I was telling one of our veteran guys. I was like, man, we're playing the Maulers. Like, they're one and three. They came in and beat us. They ended up having like one of the best defenses in the league. Like, Dang. and they were they 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 weren't that good of a team. They ended up. I think they ended up going to the championship. Oh wow! But it's like you never huh. know any given Sunday if you guys have ever seen that movie. Any oh, given sure. Sunday, like yeah. it, Willie Beeman. It's true. Like, 
like you have to bring it every week and and then even like not only do you have to bring it every week like the game is never over like the game is never over i can't stress that enough and i know we see it in nfl all the time but it's like man if they're within like 10 i might even say 17 points like that game's still a game that game is still a game like for sure yeah it was awesome it was a great experience and I can't wait for next year. You know, we got the merger, so there's a lot of stuff going on, but I think it's going to be really good for the league going on going forward in long term. Awesome. What's yeah. your schedule? When do you, like, report and get going? Training camp is in March. March. Um, so we're still on schedule for that. Uh, I know, obviously, there's some going to be some changes going on, but, you know, our reps and our union hasn't really let us know a lot right now because, you know, they're still negotiating and stuff like that. Out. But I do know, I believe there's going to be, there's not going to be all 16 teams from both leagues getting transferred over. So I think it's going to be 12 teams. And I know the home hubs, you know, that's a big thing for the league and, you know, fans and everything. So I believe there's probably going to be hubs in this next model in the XFL, USFL merged model. But we'll see. There's going to be less team. There's going to be four teams getting dropped. Whether from the XFL or USFL, might be two from each, might be three, one. I don't know. But I would imagine what they do then is those. Those those rosters like there's some sort of draft system for the other. Teams. I'm sure they'll do yeah. something, but that's probably what they're talking about right yeah. now. So you know, the facts are that the mer- leagues are for sure merging. I don't know what that'll look like, but I'm excited, and you know, I'm excited. I'm, right. I'm just excited. You know, it's awesome. been an awesome experience, awesome, and Good I get to you. play football professionally. I yep, I'm blessed. <laughs> awesome. All right. Um, do you want to? I mean, we went through these games. <laughs> For this week, what are they? Let's just—we don't even talk about them. Let's just pick them real quick. Idaho State or Portland State? At Portland State, I bet Portland State wins that game. I got Idaho State. You think Idaho State? Yeah. I hope you're right. (laughs) I I feel like they're going to carry that momentum over from Eastern. Yeah. You know, they just got a big win. They might be trying to build. They—they might have felt like they should have beat us even. Sure. And you know, momentum carries over. See, I'm on the. I hope Portland State wins all their games until us so that they're ranked. Yeah. Yeah. Give us as many ranked wins as we can get. <laughs> yep. Uh, Weber goes to Eastern. Weber. Those oh, are two man. just bad teams. I bet yeah. they're at Eastern. Yeah. I bet Eastern wins because Weber just doesn't have an offense. They don't. Like they have not found it. Like, what team has the more crushed confidence in this? Like Weber had pretty high hopes this season with a yeah. new coach. Their offense like that was going to hopefully open up the offense more. And now Eastern, you drop a giant lead to Idaho State. Yeah, that's crazy. 41, what was it, like 41-14 with like a couple minutes left <laughs> in the third or something? Something crazy. Yeah. That is insane. Oh, man. I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't go with the home team, I guess, Eastern. The one everyone's talking about, Northern Colorado, winless Northern Colorado, goes to two-win Cal Poly. <laughs> I think UNC is going to win. I think Colorado's going to win. I got to Colorado, too. Because Cal Poly is a mess. They're Who a are their two wins against? Uh, I think it's like a D2 school. I was going to say that Lincoln school. They beat San Diego and Lincoln of California. Oh. Yeah. Never heard of them. No. I mean, they, <laughs> we, didn't, we, didn't we look them up and determine that their campus isn't like a strip mall or something yes. like that? <laughs> like, it's attached to a retirement home? Yeah. Is that that what? one? Oh, what? <laughs> Sounds like that. And it was, was like they had like they had what they that had like fake high school from a couple years ago. <laughs> yeah, Bishop Sycamore. <laughs> Bishop yeah. Sycamore. Uh yeah. And then cats go to sack. I cats. think cats are gonna win that game. I'm gonna take sack. 
Tommy's back. Like I'm it. just trying to be hey, I like divisive it. right now. But also, I do think, you know, <laughs> I think Montana State's been riding high, but it's like, who have they played? That's a good point. They haven't played a team with a winning record yet. Or they no. haven't beat a team. No, just, no, they haven't beat a team. I just they think Sack is primed for a, to get picked off. Like, they've just all yeah. all their games have been close. Close, yeah. I would but, agree with that as well. You know, I would love for, for Sack to win because, you know, then they're still flying high when we see him. And then we're fully back into the conference yeah. race. Yeah. I yep. mean, we're in it right now. Well, that's the thing. Like, um, Montana controls are destiny. Because yeah. there's only one team with no conference losses. That's the Cats. And they are we got to see if Montana schedule. goes bang, bang, and wins all four. You, you've won the conference because we will have wins against Sacramento, Idaho, Montana State. All the big dogs. And I don't – and, I mean, NAU's now with that loss. I mean yeah. – I will say that, too. I feel like everybody's playing everybody this year. It does except seem for, like the good teams, are, for the good teams are playing each except other. Except for Portland State. Yeah, yeah they kind of get away <laughs> unscathed. But I know us. in years past it's been like, man, yeah, they won the conference, but they didn't have to see this team. Like, yeah. sack, you can't, can't slip away this year. Nope. You got to see everybody. Yep. Idaho, you're not slipping through. Montana State, you're not slipping through. And we're not slipping through. Yeah. But yeah. I would rather it that way because it's totally. like, I know you earned it. Right. In years past, sack was really good. But they didn't always have to see everybody the years that they've won the conference. So it's yeah. like they see us, but they don't have to play Eastern Idaho and right. Montana State. Like, you know, cool. so it's like, come on now. I'm glad everybody gets to see everybody, <laughs> and we really get to come out with the true oh, champ. I got a question. Do you guys think the FCS will ever implement championship games, conference championship games? No. Why? I don't know. I mean, they'll say the playoffs are. I don't know. I could see it if they shrunk the playoffs back down. To 16. To 16. And what I would see yeah. is that then it's some weird – but, I mean, I feel like it would screw teams like Big Sky Conference teams and Missouri Valley teams. Yeah. Because if they shrunk it down, then they're going to be like, well, your conference champion gets in, but then less teams from your conference are going to get yeah. in. Yeah. I don't know. I, f- I just – I don't know, man. I just I just enjoy how the FBS does that. Like Because you like might have too. beat us on a bad day, but, we'll like, see, see us on a neutral field. Yeah, yeah. You know, I think if you shortened, like, well, like, yeah, shortened it up, like, uh, took a week of out-of-conference, maybe two out-of-conference games, play your conference. But then, of course, like, us, Colonial, and Missouri Valley are the only ones. No, uh, OVC. OVC. Because last year, by (laughs) the grace of a coin flip, is probably what got Montana in the playoffs. Because the OVC... Had two teams tie yeah. that didn't play each other, and their tiebreaker was a coin flip. And they're like one of those AQ teams or whatever. Yeah, and that was in like, where Southeastern Missouri came from. Right. So the team, and it was like the team that they tied with, like wasn't ranked. Like, like they won five conference games. Right. They're five and zero oh in conference, but they were like five and six on the season. <laughs> <laughs> and they didn't win because I was like, if they win the coin flip, the other team's going, and we're right. dead. Was it UT Martin? I think it might have been. Or that sounds right, but yeah. Because the other was Eastern Kentucky, and then they lost in the first round of the playoffs or yeah. something. So, yeah. Man. Crazy stuff. <laughs> Man, I'm so blessed that I played in the big sky. Because, like, when I, was, when, I was, when I got offered by Montana, I didn't even know about, like, the big sky or, like, the Missouri Valley. Oh, for and sure. Now looking back, like, I was blessed to, one, get offered. My only offer was from Montana. Ended yeah. up being biggest fan base and one of the biggest fan base in FCS football yeah, but man. then like I played in a competitive conference right. like man I'm blessed because like if I played the OVC or like 
the pioneer. The pioneer. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, I can imagine. But what you you kind of said it though. It's like you didn't even know. Yeah, right? I didn't. So I had like no idea. Probably a lot of a lot of guys from yeah. the other side of the country, right? Because Oklahoma's no kind idea. of the other side of the country yes, from Montana. It is. I mean, it's not a coast, but it's not exactly close. We're in the middle of nowhere. Um, <laughs> so are we. <laughs> you know, yeah. So are we. Who they would have no idea. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So it's. True. it's it's interesting. Maybe they should cast a wider recruiting net. Just got to get them here yeah. for a game. Like, yeah, get up here. See what it's like. Get them up here for a night game. What, yes. ga- did, what game did you come visit? An L. Weaver State 2015. Oh, okay. Oh. They had Teron Johnson. They yes, they did. They, I didn't think was they that were really the game? That. Was that the game that McKenna threw all the touchdowns? No. No? Okay. Ben had like two touchdowns. You guys like started to make a late run, okay. but it was too little too late. That was, that was October. That almost beat North Dakota State, wasn't it? And then they had a bunch of guys get drafted year year after. I don't know. That, that was the year you guys had beat North Dakota State. Right. It would have been Stitt's first year. Yeah, yeah. Stitt happens. Yeah. 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 And I remember I came in October after we had won a big game, and I was like, man, I'm about to go down here and commit. And you guys lost. Did we? Was that the game we went to overtime against Weaver? It might have went to overtime, yeah. I think. But our QB got hurt because McKenna came in and fumbled. What, did a Brady get hurt? Yeah, Brady got hurt. But Brady was hurt like that whole season, yeah. wasn't he? Brady was yeah. hurt from the North Dakota State game on. Yeah. Man. Beat up. Wow. But, hey, that was another fun moment. So Yeah, the North Dakota State game. Yep. I never have seen – I would love to see the – I would love to see the Grizz fans storm the field at some point. Ooh. I've never seen that. I never got to experience well, we're that we're not allowed either. to. You're not allowed to? <laughs> no. Didn't they storm for NDSU? No. No? Not really. Kind of. Uh, some students got that. students did a little bit. I mean, it, it, I think the other thing is. The, the, the semifinal push. wins are the only times I really remember people storming the field. Why do you think they don't allow us to storm the field? Is it like a safety hazard because we're kind of high up guess. and people might guess. try to jump? Yeah. I, my guess would be, I don't know. For the longest time, like Mike was saying, like in the uh, 90s and uh, playoff runs and stuff. And then early 2000s, we stormed the field and we tear the goalposts down. Yeah. And then they changed them to removable goalposts. Uh, <laughs> and then they had, like, security. Uh, and now that doesn't even happen. Man, I would love to see just one time. I think field. there's only, granted, it's not going to stop students, but it might stop a lot of other people. Aren't there only four stairwells yeah. down to the yeah. whole yeah. field. That's tough. So that, that could be part tough. of it. <laughs> and you're just a little too high to jump. I mean, I guess yeah. the, the sidelines you are. Sidelines. End zones are too high. Yeah. That's that's broken legs. That too. makes sense. <laughs> that makes sense. If I'm going to storm, I'm just going to get Kent's attention and have him catch me. <laughs> Kent, just stand there. It'll be fine. I'm coming down. Oh, man. It'll be good. Oh, my God. Sorry, I keep asking all the offhand questions. Dude, no, this is great. I mean, like I said, we don't have we don't have a game to predict this week, so it's um, you know we're missing one of our segments, so it works just fine because all we got left is listener questions. Well, and I think too, like fans storming the question, storming the field when we did it, it was like you're very casual, polite Montana fan. Like we just kind of got onto the field, like everyone filed down the steps, right. and got out. And then we like huddled up and tore down the goalposts, but we never, it was never anything like oh, the ones you see where it just goes crush yeah. out in the middle, you know? Man. But that, we did have something with North Dakota State because 
Because there were so many a North Dakota State, a North Dakota, yeah, the students got down on the field pretty well, and and a North Dakota State safety like punched a student or something. Wow. Uh, but the kid probably had a coming. So yeah, <laughs> you guys see the picture of Caleb Williams walking off the field, and there's like a fan in his face yesterday. No, I didn't see that. Taking a picture, man. Uh, That'd be so hard to deal with. Man, that I keeping your composure after, especially like Caleb, like a rivalry game against Notre Dame, yeah. and then and he played. That kid yeah. was bad, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then having to walk off the field with, like, you know, someone your age just in your face or doing that or whatever, just to not, yeah, not do what LeGarrette Blount did that one time. Ooh, man. Yeah. <laughs> rough. That's a reference. <laughs> I just, just popped back in my head. You remember that? Yeah. You probably. I was young. I was going to say, you were like. I've seen the kid. video before, though. God. I didn't really know LeGarrette Blount at Oregon. I knew him at in the league. Yeah, yeah. Like, right. I wasn't really tapped into his college career. Put that Boise kid down. But, yeah. Man. Man, how about <laughs> Boise State? Did they lose to Colorado State last night? Yes. Yeah. They oh took their Hail starters Mary. out. They, 30 to they 10. They took their starters yeah. out? They, took, oh. they blew it. That was right after our game. I was on a different level at that point. <laughs> yeah. I was busy tweeting He was drinking and picking, <laughs> picking fights with Vandal fans. <laughs> Not picking fights. Cashing receipts. Oh, I think is yeah. What he was doing. I kept my receipt from Lucas. <laughs> And he was saying, I don't see the intrigue. I don't see yeah, what it is. And I was like, I tweeted it before the game. I was like, this is going to be a receipt. Just remember, I'm saying this. <laughs> and then we won, and I found the tweet and was like, hey. You know, as someone who has been tweeted in a derisive oh. manner by Sammy, um, you know, just be nice. Just be nice. <laughs> that was hilarious. The Northern Colorado. <laughs> I was oh the spark you all needed oh, to yeah. turn things around. Oh, yeah. We, we were did. in the locker room, and they are like, I want you to listen to this clip from the Gross Fan Podcast. <laughs> Son of a bitch. Yeah, that was just me. I, was just like, I saw it during the week, and I was like, okay. And I remember I, never, I thought about it after the game. I was like, man, I remember he said that. <laughs> <laughs> gotta go find it now. Oh my god! All right, you ready for questions? Why not? Let's do it. Uh, okay, Bridger on Twitter uh, basically is making an observation that the Vandal crowd does not know how to support their team. I think he's referencing, which we kind of talked about earlier. They were loud. During they made noise the when their offense was on the field. Yes, it makes no sense, none whatsoever. But I think that goes back to they're not used to this moment. Yeah. Like, we have 25,000 every week. They know when they know to yell to and not yeah. to yell. Right. They never, they haven't, when's the last time you've seen the Kibbe Dome like that? Well, their they're guys in our podcast chain are saying they've not sold that thing out for, like, a long, long, long time. Exactly. So, so it's like, they have no idea. No. Yeah. I think they need to seriously send out, like, a PSA, like, hey, we're good now. <laughs> you Here's guys need you to. Do. Here's what you don't do. <laughs> right. <laughs> This is how you watch football games, right? When you're the home team, I, I would <laughs> being on it like for real though. I would tri- attribute that to them not just being used to, yeah, not being used to it. Did you see Sean Rady got the video? I think I kind of already said this. Maybe I can't remember if we were recording. Though. F Montana. Well, no, after of oh. the fumble. Yeah, so Sean Rady's got a little clip. Oh, of our of guys the Grizz talking bench to talking to the fans. Oh yeah, I saw that. Not, the, I mean, they're just, but they're just blowing kisses. They're just waving by. Pan over and it is all middle fingers. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you got to be able to take it if you're gonna. Dish I was gonna it. say uh, you're gonna sit there and dish it to those players all game. Man, oh, that had to feel good. And like, so <laughs> this is interesting. And it apparently Idaho switched sides. Yeah, yeah, that I, I they're saw normally that. on that side of the field, but they switched sides so the Grizz would be 
I was trying to explain that to, to, I think, my uh, my sister, because she didn't realize that. And I was like, imagine coming to Grizz Cat, and suddenly the cats are in front of the student section. Man. I mean, I, I, that'd be weird. I know. It's like, <laughs> why mess things watch? up? And the other thing is they, they have taken the ball every game until this one. Well, we won the toss. No. No, they deferred. No, they deferred. That's yeah. right. And they've scored on every first drive they've had until last night. Wow. I think it says something about a Hauk team, you know, the fact that Hauk does love bulletin board material. Yeah. And then you're going to sit there and put your your student section right behind our bench. Like, that's only going to drive us. Yeah. want right. to tear you it's up even more. It's not doing what you think it's going to do. Yeah. It's not doing anything close to what you think it's, it's going to do. Rainey's got a photo of Bobby with a sideways smirk. And I oh, I saw that. looking back at the students or something. Man. <laughs> but you could tell they were playing off of it. They, yeah. Yes. They in no way were worried about I mean, we've heard that a lot too. The teams get fired up when they come to Washington Grizzly Stadium because, especially some of these schools—not us going to Idaho—we're used to the energy when it, when it's here. But some of these schools, you know, Northern Colorado doesn't play in front of energy until they're in here. Missoula, yeah, or maybe Bozeman if they go there, but not not, not, not that often. So, yeah. yeah, it can go both ways. Uh, okay, Samsonite uh, just uh, wanted to say hello to the solo winner uh, for picking the game, me. And um, congratulations! (laughs) Joking about uh, me asking to wake James up, he says he couldn't help but picture a scene from a local locked-up intervention where juvenile kids are being woken up in the middle of the night by me, (laughs) scaring the living shit out of them. (laughs) Uh, Johnny Claxon wanted us to compare on the uh, compound on the parallels to the 08 team. We did that for you, buddy. I think we already got you there. Bridger, the first thing he went to do after the game was try to pull up Tubbs in the club instant reaction. Tubbs Man. is the uh, Idaho. And they always do an instant reaction after their wins. So he was bummed to see last night that they did not do their instant reaction podcast. Um, Justin Martinko uh, is saying, we've all had our piece to say about how the writers vote. But after last night, where do you guys think this Montana team will be ranked? He says eighth. I don't know without having to see the rankings in front of us. I think like six to nine is fair. Yeah, in the top ten. Top I ten mean, for sure. But the funny thing is, it's like we're at the coaches poll. We were tenth. Yeah. So, and, and everybody I've, I've kept heard, referencing that one. I've heard jokes like the coaches poll and other coaches actually vote like it's the SID or something, yeah. and then um, it's maybe the least informed. But then the thing that bothers me, and we've been on this for a few weeks, is like some of these. The stats FCS Nation poll, it's like, I mean, it's guys like Mike and me that are voting. It's like, it's not like credentialed media people in a right. lot of cases. So there was a guy last week that did not have Montana in the top 25. And he was just like, they haven't beat anybody, they haven't played anybody. It's like, well, we just beat a ranked mm-hmm. Davis on the road. On the road. Um, and they had two in Eastern Washington at like 12. And this guy's contributing a poll to have this and then so Craig Haley today tweeted and he had Montana eighth or ninth and he moved Idaho from third to fourth and he said Idaho's body of work is still better than Montana so Idaho should not be ranked below Montana what? but like we played <laughs> and we beat them <laughs> in their house <laughs> as ten and a half point underdogs and then he also but then he also in the same breath pointed out that North Dakota State uh, since they had to go on the road and lost to rank North Dakota they in a rivalry game, should not have, didn't need to sink that far. And so it's just like, it's, it's baffling. Um, Sam Herter had Montana 
like six, right? Sixth and Idaho seventh or something yeah, along those lines. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Couple, so, yeah, I'll bet we're somewhere. I'll bet we're eighth or ninth. Yeah, yeah. I think six through nine, somewhere in there, is yeah. fair. I think we should be above ahead of Idaho. Yeah, I think so too. Also, I think we should be ahead of NDSU. They have two losses. I don't care how they came. Yeah, there's two L's. Conference losses. Conference yeah. losses. Two conference losses. Um, I bet we won't be ahead of either one of them. You don't think so? You think we'll be in the top ten? I think we'll be in the top ten. I, I don't know how any voter could seriously not put them in the top ten. Six like, and one. There's only a handful of teams that have beat two ranked teams this year. On and the there's road. Only one team that's beat two ranked teams on the road. Like, they could say all they want about resumes. Right. Now, they've got two of the more impressive wins of the season. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Not the most impressive because obviously South Dakota beating North Dakota State was a huge one. Yep. But. So let me ask you this involving the polls. So you're talking about how some of these guys who can vote on the stats poll don't yeah. really have credentials. They're bloggers. Do, do you think that could lead to, because now, you know, Sam Herder talks about how now the committee can use the stats poll in yeah. terms of playoffs. Do you think that concerns you in terms of credibility going forward with FCS, not only this year, but going forward in the long term? Slightly. But yeah. it's not – I don't think they – they didn't say it was going to be, like, a major factor. In terms of the, the right. decision. So I think if you've got this, like, contingent that it seasons end, it, let's just say it, everything falls into place, and they say a 10-1 and one Montana doesn't deserve a top-four seed. I just – there's so much more overwhelming evidence that I would really hope that they, they would, would be, be like, able well, to make the right well stats has them at eighth. <laughs> right. It's like, what? So yeah. Wait, so there's only four seeds this year? No, but like right the top. I mean, it feels to me the goal. Tough if you get if you go ten and one, you should land a top four seed and then be playing. You know, at least two home games would be yeah. would be the hope, the goal here at yeah. this point. So yeah, I but forget. yeah, eight seeds. Yeah, eight seeds. Okay, let's see what else we got. Um, Corey Bleak was uh, pointing out that um, just there's been a couple comments from this if if. Grizz and Idaho played ten times. Idaho would win more out of the would win. And you know, then in he's football, out, you generally only play everybody once, and yeah, result on the or field twice, and they made them in the playoffs. You should tell him like, "Hey, they rolled the ball out yesterday at eight thirty. <laughs> the game ended at about midnight. Montana was up when this clock hit zero. So I think wins a win. That's I, how that goes. I think, I think we'll fly Corey, that W flag. I think Corey's <laughs> just trying to give some shit to Andrew Schmidt, who was saying that maybe Idaho wins more, you know, times out of ten, but. Like like we were saying earlier, I I could see us meeting again. I mean, if Chris continue on their trajectory and Idaho rebounds, we're going to be on a crash course again because they're going to regionalize. And that's going to be a freaking <sighs> amazing game, especially if we're back at Walgreens. Oh, boy. Bobby Howe, a few years ago, when we went to Weber, it, when Dalton had that rough night. Yeah. And he said something to us at quarterback club, and he said something like he's been a part of – Somewhere in the range of twelve to fifteen games where football teams have met twice in one season, and he's never like, won the second time. "Never won." Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, a funny thing enough, I was I was a sophomore there, or I was a junior that year. I guess he actually told the seniors that that year, <laughs> like before the game, like, "Hey guys, I'm not going to tell this to the rest of the team, but I've never won a second game yeah. on the road." Like, yeah, he said as an assistant, as a head coach, never. That's yeah. so crazy that it, it makes sense now that he told the quarterback club that and why he would tell the older guys that too. Yeah. Just like, just so you guys know, like, yeah, that's so interesting. But oh, but we didn't beat Eastern the first time. No, 
Dang. Yeah, last year. Wow. Yeah, but then works both ways, right? Yeah. But yeah, we've seen it before. I, I feel like there's a few years ago where Cats beat Eastern in a regular season and played them again in the postseason and beat them again. Was it maybe even last year? I can't remember now. Uh, okay, David Coy, just uh, observing how uh, McGinnis uh, really enjoyed watching him take <laughs> take that kid uh, off the field through the barrier and on the ground. Uh, didn't like the penalty. I don't know. I liked the penalty. I don't know. I, we enjoyed it. And I was texting with yeah. some people. I was like, God, he's got to know. And then it dawned on me, kind of like you're saying, is like, oh, he didn't care. He didn't care. Like, no, it was. <laughs> I do feel bad because there were a couple people that were collateral. Yeah, a couple of guys. There <laughs> was some collateral. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there was a big Sky Conference guy that got uh, yeah, knocked down. Yeah. Was it the but... head of officiating? <laughs> oh. But I love that. I oh. love that mentality right there. Oh. We've had, I mean, what, Mike, wasn't there a game where they, like, want, like, the whole team, like, someone, they wanted a personal foul early. I can't remember what the game. There definitely was, because he's more than once at QB Club kind of referenced it after the fact. Yeah. I mean, he kind of does it once. like a wink and a nod. Yeah, yeah this is pretty previous. Yeah. 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 Uh, all right, Samuel, Curtis Wallace has a question for you, wondering who the uh, was the best trash talker on the Grizz while you were a player. Man, I saw this, and I thought about it. Robbie. Robbie. Man, that guy. Justin is a close second. Justin, I didn't really hear a lot of Justin, but it's like Robbie in practice, and just, it just he's always, first off, he's always around the ball. Yeah. Because he's, I mean, he's always going to be around yeah. the ball. Yeah. But then, like, he's always saying something or just shoulder bumping you or just doing something that's just going to drive you up a wall. Just, <laughs> Man. <laughs> oh, boy. Yep. Well, and I don't think any other <clears throat> opposing team liked Robbie very much either. Or yeah. fan base or anything, right? Yeah. Yep. Uh, okay, Luke Rounds asked us just about our thoughts on the remaining schedule. Um, and just where our ceiling is. I mean, we're. I think we've kind of talked on that. I mean, it's looking good. Yeah. It's looking good. Got to keep going. Got to keep going. That's just going to be the trick is like, <clears throat> like all teams, right? Just. You know, Northern Colorado and the Portland game, just make sure you don't get caught yeah. like maybe we did against NAU a little bit. Yeah. So I'm, it's a it's it's an interesting rest of the schedule for sure with Shaq and Rise of Cats. But three or four at home? Let's do it. Yeah. Love it. Okay. Our favorite Idaho <coughs> Twitter account. We're gonna keep a little PG. We'll go R O T six nine. Um Says uh, they still love us. Um, <laughs> they're listening to Stained in a Room Full of Darkness. Uh, went to a Tool concert and did not watch the game, but they, what do they think of Montana's real contender for the conference and a title run? I mean, I think they're a contender for the conference by virtue of they fought through the toughest part of their schedule and now the remaining toughest part of their schedule is at home. Yeah. So I think mm-hmm. they're in a good position to be. I still think they're definitely not the favorite. I don't see a title run. Yeah, I don't either. I think we're definitely a contender for the conference. (laughs) Optimism is great. And I definitely think the Gurriers can win a championship this year. All right. And the reason I feel this way is because you guys talked about 2008. And that team went to the semis or championship? Championship. Championship. Yeah. I feel like we can make it run like that if Clifton can keep growing. Our receivers can keep growing. Um, I can see this team making a deep playoff run. And I'm manifesting it right now. All right. It's that winner's corner energy over here, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, 
man. Colorado Grizz fan wonders if Bobby should get a lifetime contract right now. <laughs> Respectfully, no. Let's just take a deep breath here. That's not, that will never One work game. out. Yeah. What's his name at Iowa? Kirk, Kirk Ferentz. Wolf. Oh. It just doesn't work. Yeah. And even though they're having a good year this year, I mean, yep. it's... wait. Somebody at Idaho has a Iowa. lifetime contract. Oh, oh Iowa. A lifetime contract. He's just like they just don't get rid of the guy. They just don't get rid of the guy. He's they got good ever, defense. Ever. They can't score though. That was the Big Sky Twitter account. Did you see this? So they posted uh, pictures. You, you saw this. Saw <laughs> they posted like Eastern Montana, Kibbe Dome, Kibbe Dome, and one other. It was I think was, it was it Weber? Like Weber or something. But it was like, and they're like, who should game day go to next? And an Iowa fan tweets at him, and he's like, those look like high school stadiums. And the Big Sky Conference retweets him, and it, it said like, all of these teams score more than twenty two points per game. <laughs> <laughs> From the top rope. <laughs> I actually love the saltiness of the Big Sky Twitter. I think that for oh where big, the Big Sky Conference ranks in kind of like the college football landscape, I yeah. just love it. Oh, yeah. It's like, it is a high quality. <laughs> but uh, if you look at like the impressions that the and the interactions that yeah. the Big Sky gets compared to some of the Power Fives, we oh, are up there in terms up there. of impressions and like, activity. It's awesome to see. Yep. Uh, okay. Question just if we'll ever get one of these 830 ESPN2 regular season games. At home. We've never got one? Not at home. Really? Not in a regular season. We have been on every, at least once a year, we have been the visiting team. Why wouldn't you bring ESPN2 to Wagriz? My guess is they're just going to be like, we'll just get them in the playoffs. That's my guess. Makes sense. But they did go to Montana State last year. What's that? They did go to Montana State last year. That's true. Bobby probably fights it like hell. That does I mean, not make sense. Can you imagine? I'm sure he would think an 8:30 game. This is awful. He hates night games. I, on the other hand, I enjoy man, We could we could tailgate full day. It'd be great. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, uh, Zachary Lord is just kind of asking the same things about uh, high expectations with Grizz fans and um, if it's helpful or not. I think it's it's always helpful to have expectations. I think Grizz fans can be unrealistic. Yeah, for sure. But you want to play where football matters. Think Think about the Pioneer League that we were just talking about. I'd much rather play in a place where if we win, we're going to be greatly celebrated. But if we lose, there's going to be some repercussions about that. But that's when you know it matters. We hear this a lot from athletic department coaches. Like, it's it's good to have a fan base that cares. Yeah. Like, it can be a curse. But a lot of places, nobody cares. Yeah. How many people are probably – tweeting or emailing or knocking down the door of the Northern Colorado Athletic Director about their program right now? Nobody. No one. <laughs> All right. Silvertip Nation says, in honor of spooky season, if you had to assign a Halloween movie or classic horror film to best represent each Big Sky team, which movie would you choose for each and why? That that's sounds hard. Like, that's like a homework project. Yeah, that's, that's a homework. Is. We should put that challenge to Twitter. Yeah. So I'll just retweet that right yeah. now. Put that out to the fans. Say, we don't have time for this. <laughs> we're too busy. It's hour two of the pod. We're, we're burning through this. Uh, okay. Yeah, Timothy Pratt is just wondering if Sac State is beatable. Absolutely. Yes. Um, Bless you. So, lots of questions just like two or four. Okay, Tom Coogan, who are your offense and defense MVPs so far? Governor on D. I was going to say Braxton. I was thinking Braxton. Okay. I might even say Trevin. Mm. I'm going to go with Braxton. All right, what are you on, D? I think tr- 
Yeah, I think Braxton as well too. But I mean, I could see it, like the the factor, what Governor brings to D line. But then like going to that Utah Tech game was interesting because I was watching Trevin interact with the defense on the sideline as well too, and so a little intangible thing. But like the leadership style that yeah. he's got. But I I think Braxton. Yeah. Yeah. Offensively, I'd say Clifton. I just think the yeah. offense looks so much different with him as a full-time starter. It, you can't hide from it. It's Clifton or Eli. Yeah. Right. I was going to say, I mean, Gilman, you can make a case for, or Bergen. But Bergen's more of a spark across everything he does, so it's, mm-hmm. it's probably Clifton. Yeah. yeah. Okay. How are we going to do against the Cats? Josh Dade wants to know. Josh, we got plenty of weeks we got we to gotta focus on before. You guys try to stay away from getting ahead of yourselves, huh? <laughs> Cats keep a lot of receipts on us. So. Yeah. <laughs> oh, they do? <laughs> they listen. Oh, okay. Okay, here we go. Brian J. Shaw. Did you see this one? I might have. You got to see it. At X Utah Sports says, Sammy, fellow alumni here. You played for several Grizz coaches, if I remember correctly. Who's your favorite and why? Oh. Pick so, your favorite. Oh, Who's you the like worst? Out of the assistants? Uh, yeah, I thought maybe. Yeah, I, I or guess. Or like yeah. head coaches. Or just that you enjoyed working. I think it becomes a safer question if you open it up to every coach on the whole staff <laughs> either time. P's got to be number one for me. Oh, yeah. Just because that's my guy. And, you know, um, I don't think that I was like particularly coming out of my redshirt freshman year. I didn't have like a great year or anything like that. So I had to come in and prove myself. And Coach P's believed in me and he put me out there. And, you know, unfortunately for myself in 2018, I proved myself and made plays every time they put me out there. But I'd say Coach P's, you know, we have a special relationship. And I'm just so happy for him right, right now to get the stars that he's got with the that's interesting to me on a couple of those one we noticed it right right away when that transition switched that the offensive um practices for receivers seem to get more physical yeah which yeah you know yeah you mean in terms of like blocking or just like yeah yeah just more kind of nuts and bolts i don't know but yeah. the other thing that's interesting to me about that is like if you just asked the maybe above average grizz fans not just casual grizz fan what Pease's reputation is pretty strong. Pretty strong. Yeah. So it's that's like you're, you're just throwing it, it down. It's like he's my favorite guy. Like that's yeah. I love. It's pretty big endorsement. I love Pease, and it's like if you know Pease, it's like he's always gonna give give it back. Like if the defense is having a bet, like he's gonna talk crap for sure. Like at practice, if you know, and I just love that about him. He's so witty, and he's just a good guy. I love All Coach right, Pease. Nice. All right. Do you think he's? Do you think he could be a good head coach? Man, you put me on the spot. I don't know. I've never seen him in that role. Got I've it. never seen him in that type of he's role. He's always been a coordinator. He, yeah, or or a position coach, a quarterback right, right, coach, right. or a receiver yeah, yeah, yeah. coach. Yeah, so yeah. I've never seen him. I don't know if he's ever been a head coach. So I don't think so. I don't know how he would respond to. Personally, knowing Coach Pease and knowing his mentality, one, I don't know if he would want to be a head coach. I may be wrong. But two, I just don't know how he would do in that type of role because sure. he's never had to do that leadership. Yeah. Never had to be the figurehead. Oh, everyone's got to jump sometime. They right. do. Uh, Garrett Skelton is asking <clears throat> you, Samuel, if uh, Coach Houck knows something that Luke, Mike, and James do not. I don't know why I'm not part of I didn't know what that meant. I don't know what it means either. If he knows uh, something that you guys don't know, I, I think know. this is a joke about you picking the winner. Uh, <laughs> Bobby believed his team could win a game. That's so weird. No, it's weird. Just and Brent, uh, and apparently Sammy. So yeah, it, it, it is interesting too. 
Because I went to the quarterback club a couple weeks ago. You were there. The, That's right. Uh, was it before the UC Davis game? Uh, yep. After yeah, because you're there. You're there. The whole analytics discussion, right? Man, yeah. that was so crazy. <laughs> those were two you go, there? Did you no, know? No, he wasn't. That? But those two, those guys. two go back and forth quite a bit. Man. they have a little. I was odd feeling so uncomfortable, man. <laughs> like, why are you doing this? Like, oh, but this is the fun. Sorry, you go ahead. What I was it. I saying? Uh, you went to QB club because uh, Bobby knows that we don't know or something. Oh, uh. No, it left me. Okay. I don't remember it. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, but it was funny because like you were at that, and that was like it was a little contentious Q and A. Yeah. And it's funny just because we've had this, especially after that AU loss. They're like, you need to go to the QB club, and you need to stand up, and you need to give Bobby a piece of your mind. And it's just like, just you don't really know the setting here. Like this is not like <laughs> you're in a room with like seventy five hundred other people and you're like club doesn't call dinner? plays or anything like that. Right. Yeah, we're not sitting here like, hey, get the playbook out, you know? That's what I was gonna say. It was interesting <laughs> to see that side of Hulk in the QB club. First off, I've never seen him drink a beer. Oh yeah, too. It, yeah, too. <laughs> it was also interesting to see him say, like, admit that, you know, I don't think this team is as talented as teams of past. You had a quote like, after like Idaho very game. Candid. We're not aesthetically pleasing. You don't think we're aesthetically That's pleasing? That's what Bobby said he after said the that? Idaho game. We're not an aesthetically pleasing team. He said that? I think so. I, what? I get, I mean. After the Idaho. As in. After the win. I mean, just. We, it does just look pretty good like, get the job done. I think he means also. Win ugly. Win ugly, yes. That's probably the number one point, honestly. But I would also say, like, there's no names really on our team that really pop out to you, like. Any all conference names, any all American names. There's no, sure. you know, in the past we had Pat, Pat, yeah. uh, Buck Buchanan finalist, right. Justin, Buck Buchanan finalist, like Robbie, who else? Gubs down Gubb, there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, ju- I mean, uh, what's the name? Malik yep. Junior has always been there, but I feel like we had some names that like popped to you. Now it's kind of just like there's nobody really who stands out. It's alone. kind of a little bit more of a no name, but like the team. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, uh, James, not the fifth grader, um, told us we have to stick with uh, all of our pregame rituals that we do. Um, so James would put in the category of you shouldn't do the radio, but yeah. you should do the radio. <laughs> We've had a few people, Jay Hansen, a couple others, were just saying some things of um, bi-week prep, stuff like that. We've kind of covered that. Eric Witz is wondering if anyone bought the 87-cent Viagra pills or the Legsercise Pro. <laughs> <laughs> I did not. <laughs> Those ads, man. <laughs> Infomercials. <laughs> and so uh, Eric also said, do we think teams are going to start planning tempo against us more frequently? I, I don't so. see why not, because teams teams are going to the short passing game against us. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It's It's so hard to tell because it's so hard to tell because I feel like it's such a short sample size. Have any other teams really done tempo on us? Besides Idaho. Idaho State did it a little bit. I feel like their offense was kind of like that, too, though. Like just kind of because it works. Yeah. yeah. That's what they do. Yeah. Not much. Yeah. Not much. So, not, not like the way Idaho did it. Yeah. Right? Yeah. But also with the Idaho, too, is like they weren't really doing a lot of tempo that drive until they hit a big play. And then it hit felt one. like, oh, like, they're going fast. But it was like, no, that big play sparked it. It's true. Because we do that, too. You know, right. we're, we go at our own tempo. But sometimes, especially under Rosie Rosenbach, when we would hit a big play, it's like, okay, go, now let's go, go fast. Yeah. Like, let's, where yeah. we, you know. So I don't know if maybe that was it. I don't know. But that might speak to also why Idaho might not have went back to that because maybe truly it isn't their identity. Yeah. They just ha- had a spark 
and also it's two minutes, so you know. Quebec. Yeah. Just uh, another perspective. Yeah, no. Uh, Williams is wondering what our immediate reactions were when Idaho got the onside kick. I know uh, choice words were said to where my 12-year-old Man. came out, and she's like, you guys are saying the F word a lot. I was, <laughs> I was shouting, and James was upset, and Stacy's just sitting on the couch, and then James says, you're going to wake Hannah up. I was <sighs> devastated. I was like, no. Uh, you're no. right, because it was like, oh, my God, they fought so hard, and yeah. then they blow in the second half. Right, and, and I thought, I, I'm going to be very honest with you, Gears Nation, right now. <laughs> I thought it was over with. Yeah, was I immediately was like, we're screwed. Like, yeah. this quarterback, they only needed, like, 15 yards. They got yeah. the best kicker in the conference. Like, yeah. I, I was oh, I was so down. Oh, man. Got it done, though. Found a way. Three weeks in a row, the defense forced turnover to seal the deal. Three weeks in a row, the offense <laughs> had a was, chance to put the game away and did not. Yeah. I was dying so when you tweeted that I am once again coming. <laughs> that was the defensive turnover. The Bernie memes, they work so well. <laughs> Uh, Megaphobe saying, kind of point out the same thing, like just to be great to see the offense have a f- complete game of what they're doing yes. uh, successfully rather than half one. I agree. Uh, Dominic Goble said, uh, this is me walking into the winner's circle tonight. Oh, yeah. So we got that. Um, oh, man. We had like nothing. And then, yeah, someone wants us to give an injury report. So, Mike, go for it. I'm sure there were injuries. People are beat up. <laughs> we're re- remarkably healthy going into the bye week. Everybody take ice baths. Oh, my It gets gosh. icy hot. Uh, okay, so, yeah, Everett Grizz, uh, Grizz says, did anyone have a Statue of Liberty play on your play-calling bingo card? I actually am glad they brought that up. I actually wanted to give a backstory. So you oh. guys know anything about – we were just talking about Coach Pease. You guys know anything about Coach Pease's backstory of his coaching tree? Well, Boise State. Boise State. Yep. And he was there. He was on the Statue of Liberty. He was on that staff. Was he? Yes. I didn't realize that. Yeah. He brings that up all the time. But he was on that Fiesta Bowl winning team. Oh, yeah. So that's just kind of that's just kind of interesting about how we've we've ran that a couple times now too. We ran it in twenty one as well. Ran it pretty well too. Yeah. It yeah. wasn't as successful in twenty one. Right. And if you guys saw, did you guys see Colton Kite's tweet? About when we ran it in 21, Mm-mm. how he, because um, he had class, he had like a late class on like Tuesdays or Thursdays, oh. but whenever, whenever we were, he, he mentioned this on Twitter, whenever we were installing that play, he was at class, <laughs> so we ran the Statue of Liberty with him in there, and he had no idea what was going, going on, <laughs> and he says if you watch the playback, you can see him like, he has no idea what he's doing. <laughs> oh my God, that's great. Uh, okay, so Everett, same kind of thing. Grizz go from a bubble team to who knows where, like a, I mean, a strong it's, seed. It's like you said, if they went out, everything's in front of them. Everything. Right, right. Uh, McCoy wonders if uh, Idaho's QB, Pey- uh, McCoy, will ever will win a Peyton Award before he's done. Walter Payton? I could definitely see it. I could see it. Dude's a softball. Big Sky, just, Big Sky QB is winning. I would say this, though. If he doesn't do it with this squad, what squad is he going to do it with? Because he has, that's he's got dudes on this end. He's got all the weapons. Hatton's a senior. Yeah, I think zero, and I don't know if if the, I think eight's a senior too. The tight end. Yeah, zero. Trez Trainer might be a he's, senior too. I think. It's, yeah, and I think one is a junior. Junior maybe. But that's that's that would be my one point. So I just, think he has the talent to do it, but it's like you're losing. Generational talent. Yeah. 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 You know, so. Yeah. 
All right. Uh, PDX Grizzly is wondering when, Sam, you're going to get into sports casting. Well, man, <laughs> I would like to know as well. <laughs> get him the follows on the YouTube, you know? That's yeah. the way you can get noticed. Yeah, exactly. And then uh, just says, uh, when, uh, when are we going to all start taking beta blockers or something so we don't uh, keel over and die <laughs> in these tight man. games? Oh, my God. Uh, keep cardiologists yeah, on our tear. Uh, that's going to be this Grizz team. That So now that's got, like, another Grizz team. I think the 4 Grizz. We, that team, we had a tremendous offense, mm-hmm. and we had a not very good defense. Ugh. But what it was, uh, the defense had a bunch of guys that turned into a lot of good players, but teams teams are getting the red zone all the time on us. Yeah. Uh, but then forced turnover in the red zone, forced field goal instead. And we had Craig Oaks, who was probably one of our best QBs we've ever had, an awesome offense, and so we'd march up and down the field. But those yeah. seasons, I just remember – there was a lot of stressful games in 04. But we won a lot of games in 04, too. So, yeah. Didn't you guys go to Netty? Yeah. <laughs> won plenty of James games Madison. Yeah. yeah. Just should have won it, too. That's field was terrible. <laughs> uh, Grizz guy wondering how we feel about this team right now. I think we've kind of covered that. Uh, Ever well, Grizz. Oh, you skipped Curtis Michael pointing out that oh. somebody must have strapped on the rollerblades after the NAU game because we've been much better since then. Yeah. It says to keep blading. So we can only assume that there was Luke. Yeah. We used to get these crazy hypothetical questions from a poster called CDA Grizz. I think we got one last year. When we that's right. That's right. So there's one that was like you had to roll rollerblades for a year. Yeah, you'd wear rollerblades for a year, but it would guarantee you could, And you couldn't explain you it. And if people were like, why are you doing that? You're like, I just love blades. Wait, but it like, was like, do we have to wear them to sleep and everything? Yes. All the time. Yeah, but, and if anybody but, asks, all you say is always be bladed. But it, it, and the, the scenario was like yes for the scenario was like Grizz beat the Cats the next ten years and win two national titles in the next three or four. Oh, but I have to wear them for the whole two years. Yeah, I don't know. Man. <laughs> I don't know. That's he was hitting these crazy know, ones with man. us. I don't know. I love my Grizz, but I don't know about that. And that's like if you pull our podcast channel, like the top reviews is something. It's like always be potted and always be blatant. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Uh, okay, let's see. Baruch Sammy is wondering if players read Egress. Man. And do they discuss it? There's not much discussion about Egress, but I can say, I can tell you that I've read Egress before, and yeah. I got in a rabbit hole, and I was like, man. Like, oh, God. Why? It was after it was in 21 after we barely squeaked by Southern Utah. Okay. And I got on there, and I was like. Why did I do this? I can tell you <laughs> that nothing good comes from reading internet comments Man. about things you're doing in your life. Oh I'm my just, gosh. Just, just avoid it. It was rough. It was funny though, because that same quarterback club, remember someone asked Bobby a question from Egres, and Bobby's like, people still read Egres? And so the QB club, they've, they remember that. And then they yeah, had, that was the analytics guy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The and they had. Uh, was, so, is this the same young kid? Yeah. Oh, With the glasses. Yeah, same kid. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, so, so what Bobby usually does is he repeats questions for all the people on Zoom because we got like 500 members and there's only like 75, 80 in the room. Right. And I just remember my phone was blown up. And they're like, why is Bobby talking about egress? And I was like, oh, someone asked him the question. He didn't repeat it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Paul Rouge is also wondering what your best uh, individual bowling score is in the room. Eh, yeah, like 140. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah. not great. <laughs> yeah. I know of clips to 100. but I had yeah. a teammate with the Stars this past year. He was really good at bowling. Yeah? Yeah. DeAndre Overton, he used to play at Clemson. Okay. He was, man, he was so good. <sighs> I'm always 
curious when people like our age and below, so you know, young guys like Sammy, um, <laughs> are good at bowling because it seems it just doesn't seem like a young man's uh, right. sport. He told me he goes like he's like I'm here like every day. I'm like what? Why? My, my father-in-law is a Montana Hall of Fame bowler. Yeah. Does wow. league every Tuesday night. Like people, it, there, there's a culture. It is fun. Yeah. Do you think though, like especially like a bowling, like a sport as, as athletes, especially college athletes, people that have played high school to college, like there's a level of competition and a desire to compete. I mean, I see that a lot. I mean, Cam's out golfing at the Ranch Club. There's yeah. a ton of former grizz that are out golfing, like oh, golfers, yeah. and it's Cam's trying to get clients too, though. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> These dudes are competitive as hell, man. Oh yeah, you know, I'm just wanting to have fun. And, oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, okay. Cam is in Leadership Missoula with my wife right now. Oh, nice. This is the Chamber of Commerce program. So we should get um, his former teammates to write down questions or send us questions. Oh, Stacy, she just randomly work into conversations with him at these events. Oh, yeah. That, like, she should know nothing about. <laughs> See what his reaction <laughs> is. See what he says. Oh, man. Oh, God. Uh, GrizzFan07, we're almost done here, guys. Uh, I was just saying... Um, I think we kind of point this out. Idaho's offense did it didn't hurt them more because of the way they ran it. I think we kind of touched on that. I, I mean, kind of do. I mean, I, I think possessions. I think they could have had more sure. possessions and they would have won the game. Yeah. Also wondering is Idaho really a top? They say number three, but I'll expand to say are they a top five team? No. No. I give them top, top ten. 10. Yeah. 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 They kind of feel like those Eastern Washingtons. But we've it seen kind of begs play. the question of man outside right? of South Dakota State and I hate to say it, Montana State. Is anybody a firm anything else, or is it just the rest of the group just kind of like, yeah, they're all top ten, but really? Yeah. What about uh, who's on the East Coast? Holy Cross? Yeah, I'll believe it when I see it. Yeah. Pioneer League, or what are they, Pioneer? Uh, no, they're, they're not Pioneer. I don't even know if they Patriot. are. Patriot. Patriot. That's what it is. That's what it is. Uh, okay, let's see. Um, Sam, if you had to change positions... Uh, what would, what position would you move to? Probably the end. Yeah, I remember my coach, my high school coach in senior year, tried to have me play receiver in the end. And I was like, man, this is dumb. And I always think back to it. I'm like, man, I maybe could have been like a decent pass rusher. Yeah. Who knows? But yeah, probably the end. <laughs> um. Okay, let's see. And then it kind of gets into typical egress of people replying to each other over and over. That's it. Oh, wait, no, no. I got uh, Donovan sent me a few. This guy, Donovan, on his honeymoon in Mexico, still, in. still like, sending me messages, like, uh, send me a picture, you know, drink in hand at the pool, right? Oh, um, <laughs> so he asks if uh, Gub is one of the baddest men alive right now. I think the answer would be yes. Yes. Um, wondering if we will crack top t- 15 in Haley's poll. Who's <laughs> Haley? We did. Oh, Craig, Craig Haley. Haley. Craig Haley. put us at nine. Um, that nine, yeah. So, yeah, we do. Yeah, yeah. Uh, asking about the, the bye week. And then, yeah, making sure not to overlook Northern Colorado. Um, yeah, and uh, just kind of questions on offense that we t- touched. And then, um, oh, man, he had, a, he had a question for James. I'll try to save that maybe for next week. And so he has a side bet for us. Um, so him and his new wife are staying at an all-inclusive resort for seven days. 
He is going to keep track of how many drinks collectively they have at the all-inclusive resort. This is great. You're getting. You're going to be very good at married life. You're making sure you get your money's worth. <laughs> and so he says of of us, uh, how many drinks collectively will they have? The closest he will purchase a drink at the next QB club when we see him in a week. Collect there's seven, seven days. All so having been to one all inclusive, those drinks are ninety five percent water. They're way watered down. Yeah. So, if they each averaged four a day, that's just under fifty or just under sixty. You're gonna put those rookie numbers up. I was so about no, to I'm say, just saying I feel like, like four a day so is kind of like low on a cruise where that's all they are on all coast where that's all they got to do. That's gonna be low. So, how many a day? Let's break it down that way. Let's like, say like eight to ten a day, probably eight right. To ten a day. Such a guess. So if we say ten a day, that's 140. I think those two are gonna average thirty a day. Holy shit. 210. You probably know best. If they are like on site. Now, if they're out doing excursions, that's going to screw the number up. You're thinking 30 each or 30? 30 total. 15 per. Oh, so I was thinking 10 each. So you're so thinking 20. 15 each. Okay, so you're at 140. So I'm at 140. In, yeah. It's in... <laughs> a lot you of booze. In, Sammy? It's a lot of booze. I, like I like like 10 or 15, yeah. I don't know this guy, but I feel like 10 or 15 is like a good number for drinks a day. <laughs> They go down quick when you're in the pool in Mexico. Yeah, right. And uh, they taste mostly like water. So, Okay. That is our questions. All right. Sammy, anything else you want to talk about while you're here? Uh, no, man. I'm, I'm really excited about the Grizz. I'm happy where they are. And I think we're going to run the table. Man. Love the confidence. Dude, love um, we really appreciate you coming on. You know, I know that our listeners love it when we have former players on, and uh, you know you're kind of unique because, like we talked about, you were on the team with a lot of these kids right, right. when they were young, and then you're getting to see them kind of grow up and be the leaders. So oh, yeah. fun to watch. Appreciate you guys having me, man. You bet. Thanks for coming on, dude. Appreciate yeah. this. Yeah. All right, Brandon. Anything else from you? I'm good. Nothing else from me. Go Grizz. Bite on.